Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzone. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Fahey, your host. It is John Boy, John Boy, John Boy time, I'm afraid. Joining me as ever, prettiest boy under the sun, the be-all, end-all, Kendall. Three children stacked on top of one another in a trench coat, passing themselves off as an adult man. Each child shredded, ripped, huge cocks. Aaron Joseph Pita. That's me. How you doing? Everything you just said is the God's honest truth. Facts. That's facts, baby. That's right. Uh... Uh, one of the truthful things you just said is that it's John Boy, John Boy, John Boy time. That is correct. And that, as of now, is correct mm-hmm. because it is your birthday that's today. Exa- that's the time that's exactly recording. right. That's exactly right. Now, how that's does it feel to be an old fart? <laughs> it feels pretty good. It smells pretty horrible. <laughs> oh, God. Well, well, you know. Plus, you farted. Plus, farted. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a good time. Good to be here with you boys on my birthday. Now, Great speaking of good boys, mm-hmm. to my, that's Matt. <laughs> hey, Matt. <laughs> Matt Rousseau. Even threw me off. Yeah. Hey, hi. hi. Hey, Thank Matt. you, Aaron. How are you doing? John, I'm great. Um, Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Uh, Everybody my... listening, say happy birthday to John right now. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you, guys. I love it. Out loud. I hear you. Each of you. Um, Yikes. Yeah. Uh, we did find out, uh, as a little follow-up to the last episode, the flag did uh, come from our friend Kai. Thank you, Kai. He did not. Beautiful. He did not mean the 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 three eyes to be lines of chop, but he liked that we came up with that explanation. He, <laughs> he just kind of thought it looked cool. Yeah, it uh, does. And it does. Yeah. Uh, we um, we're going to tell you guys real quickly that we are going to be uh, taking more weeks off from this regular show, not from the Patreon, uh, just to put a little bit more time into making the profiles because uh, it is work. <laughs> and yeah. uh, we want to do the best job we can yeah. for you guys. Um, so those weeks we will be uh, throwing out a Patreon preview, um, but uh, Patreon subscribers will get non-stop weekly entertainment, of course. So please subscribe to the Patreon. Five bucks a month. Hot podcast action to the max, Jack. Profiles ex- on there. A jukebox. Yeah, we do. Uh, Aaron explains it all. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things in the world. Uh, connections with young Matt Brousseau. Yeah. Uh, I do. I thought this was funny. And talking about just dumb, funny shit, my friends. And, and um, it's just random shit, whatever. Whatever, whatever, whatever comes up. catches mm-hmm. our fancy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Last time uh, we we did some great uh, readings of uh, erotic fiction, Marvel, yes. erotic Marvel fiction. Cinematic Universe uh, erotic fiction. That was a great time. <laughs> You're sick guy. You're sick guy. See, believe me. If you want to hear what it's like when a 15 year old writes erotic <laughs> fan fiction between Doctor Strange and Tony Stark, and then gets, and then gets read by men in their 30s, <laughs> check it out. Um, I also want to point you to PP Podcast at Twitter. Uh-huh. Follow us there. Uh, follow us at uh, Profiles and Eccentricity on Instagram. Do it. And, Aaron, we just found out that we are close to the amount of minutes on YouTube to uh, get some uh, money out of that sucker. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, we just need uh, more subscribers. Subscribers. We need more subscribers. Please subscribe. Uh, so just check us out on there. If you want to see the new haircut that I got. Oh, uh, you right. so Thank you. I look nice, really dude. good. Thank oh, you. God. Um, if you want to see what cool shirt Aaron's wearing and... How hot he looks after I tell you guys yeah, all yeah. about it. I mean, week after week. Between Matt, 
and John and me, you're going to bust. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so pull away from your screen. Yeah. Um, I uh, I want to get right into the profile this week. Okay, uh, let's do it. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited about this one. I, uh, I think we got um, some little... Uh, some some little things next time Aaron and I both uh, want to do, tiny little silly things. But this one is uh, one I want to dive right into. Okay, great. Because we need to dive into it, John. I have uh, written my usual too much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so uh, uh, a lot of this, uh, this is about uh, uh, Buffalo's greatest pugilist, man from the golden age of boxing. A man that, uh, at first, the stories, I, I just heard the snippets of stories. Uh-huh. Carl Ciafakis is American eccentrics. Had some absurd stories. And then over the internet, you get some weird stories. Uh, and then hearing about the life itself, I found that as interesting as the absurdity of the stories. Uh-huh. Just because it's a, well, it's a, it's a life. Yeah, it's a, it's life, a life. That's pretty crazy, man. <laughs> thoroughly lived. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, um, uh, most of the, the bulk of this comes from uh, Rich Blake's uh, The Life and Legend of Jimmy Slattery. Um, is that this fellow's name? That is this fellow's name. Because it sounds like a good Irish boy. No, come uh, on. Slattery's Gaelic for strong, John. <laughs> you bet it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, oh, God. You know, I was talking about some Spaniard for once. For once. <laughs> not, a, not, a, not a Spaniard on the show, save myself. Well, How many fucking Brit- Irish maniacs have we talked about? <laughs> uh, this guy ate carpet tax and rat poison. The other one bombed a church. Well, Real eccentric. Do something interesting. Oh, like discover where you're sitting? <laughs> you son of a bitch. Hey, kind of leader Durazo. Spanish. Oh, that's goddamn right. Yeah, probably or Basque. Bo- I don't know. Well, yeah, don't don't tell, don't ask the Basque where she's from. Yikes! Don't ask. Don't and don't fucking say free Catalonia, you freak. <laughs> so, Jimmy's story begins uh, August twenty fifth, nineteen oh four, Buffalo, New York. His mother was Mary. His father was John Sloke Slattery. Oh from, yeah, they were at three twenty three Fulton Street, Buffalo. Go walk by it. Probably still there. Mm. Now, his father, Sloke, which was his father's nickname, Sloke, uh, he was the stepson of a seawall squatter. A seawall? What the fuck is that? So up there in the buffalo, <laughs> all right, they what have a seawall. And there were some guys there that uh, they said, fuck your, uh, fuck your city. I'm going to squat by this seawall. That's where I'm living now. And you can't kick me out of here. I'm they still going to work every the, day. They live on the seawall? Yeah. Buffalo News. Uh, because they're like waiting for work? Well, not just because it's cheap. Oh, you can hang there. You can yeah. just hang there. Until the sea comes. And here's the thing. Uh, no one wants, like, if you want to live there, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go for it, yeah. pal. There was, uh, I mean, I would try to for, for, find more info, but uh, buffalonews.com or buffalonow.com, their whole back uh, catalog was paywalled. I'll get uh, you guys next seawalled. time. <laughs> uh, but his father was an amateur boxer. His uncle Joe was the original Sloke Slattery, and he was an enforcer. Uh, for the neighborhood, uh, they were in the first ward in Buffalo. Huh. Uh, he was an enforcer for a neighborhood tough called William Fingy Connors. William what? Fingy. Fingy? Fingy. Fingy. Yeah. Huh. Fing with a Y. So that guy was a saloon boss. He controlled the docks. And uh, once during a labor strike, he hired some scabs, and then he punched out the labor leader. And he also shot a bar patron in the leg during an argument. None of those guys ever pressed charges on him. Huh. Yeah. So it was a back, time back then. Uh, Buffalo had a huge Irish population. Uh, uh, Erie Canal work, New York railroads, immigrants came through there. Oh, yeah, we built the country. 
A lot of them were fighters. Go on. Yeah, because nobody paid us. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Some work you did. <laughs> every every boat in town had a personal fighter. So every boat had a... Huh. When you get off the port, someone's giving you trouble, you, you bring the fighter. You're shitting me. Every boat in town. Huh. I mean, someone's got to protect this flock. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you can't just have a fucking shepherd. Those guys don't fight. Oh, God, what a terrible life. <laughs> fucking awful. Fighting Irish. All right, what'd you get into now? What do you say? Guess I gotta fight you. <laughs> this sucks. So, uh, Buffalo, Buffalo was a uh, big spot for boxing. And in, for four years, uh, from 1896 to 1900, there, boxing was legal in New York, and it really took off in Buffalo. You know, Buffalo was the West. You know, the Erie Canal was there. Buffalo this was, was the West. Yes, yeah. yes. We've talked about the, you know, the Victoria Woodhall episode. Yeah, the, went west. The Erie Canal yeah. was the frontier for yeah. people. Mm-hmm. You know, that opened up the the what we now call the Midwest. Right. Uh, so John Sloke Slattery, uh, age 32, he marries Mary Hickey, a taller, larger woman. And as Blake writes... This was not uncommon kind of this was not an uncommon kind of pairing, as some diminutive Irishmen were mindful of fortifying their offspring. Yeah. Wait, what does that mean? He means good breeding stock. Yeah, he means he's a short man. And he's like, I'll marry this big lady because oh. then my kids will be. Yeah, yeah, totally. What my dad told me. Marry <laughs> so... a tall woman. What? Why? Oh, he wanted to be taller. Got it. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Wow! Did really tell you actually, said that? No, I, I do remember you saying that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, what? Uh, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like such a specific instruction. Yeah. He's like, yeah, very tall woman. I was like, what? I mean, you're tall though. I just did the thing in my. Well, that's what, my dad was five ten. He wasn't a hey, short guy. He like, could have been six two. I guess that was like in his head. I was just like, all right, man, whatever. He lost a fight somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a woman. <laughs> a tall one. <laughs> my dad had so many stories that were like, yeah, he fucking, you know, he kicked my ass or whatever. So then I just waited for him on top of a bunch of crates with a whiskey bottle and brought it down <laughs> over his head. And then I had to go see him in the hospital and he wouldn't look me in the eye. Oh. That was like several yeah. stories. Like the guy was embarrassed for being beaten with a bottle. <laughs> <I> viciously <laughs> assaulted in like a totally unfair way. <laughs> oh, you got me this time, yeah. baby. He's like, uh, yeah, he wouldn't look me in the eye. I'm like, God damn. All right, cool. Yeah, you get him. You get him good. That's the way to do it. Uh, Jimmy was born in 1904, the, the second son to uh, Sloke and Mary. Third child not long after. As a kid, he spent a lot of time with his uh, cousin, Willie Fitzgerald, a.k.a. Skitsy. Skitsy! Yeah, I never found an explanation explanation for that nickname. But uh, And his school was the Our Lady of Perpetual Help Church and School. Perpetual Help. Yeah. Good. You know, the basics are covered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was a big woman. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy was a precocious lad. He, uh, he hurt himself a bunch at age three. He jumped out of the second-story window while running from his mother, and he broke his shoulder. She's a big woman. <laughs> yeah. When the doctor set uh, his uh, uh, his shoulder, he had to use his right hand more often. It was his off hand. But he got to, you know, learn a valuable lesson about uh, right. using both hands. Uh, by age six, his dad uh, started training him to be a boxer. Age six. Age six, which is what? Kindergarten? Uh, yeah, so first, first, first grade, kindergarten, yeah. Uh, his first idol probably was the uh, welterweight Paddy Levin. He's a Buffalo boy from County Kildare. Mm-hmm. He's also known as a bootlegger, and he, quote, died under mysterious circumstances around the start of Prohibition. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Mysterious. Yeah. Uh, so Slug, would, he was, uh, you know, amateur boxer. You know, what do you do? You go to the bar after work. He would bring Jimmy, and he'd put Jimmy on the stool, and he'd say, guys, look here, it's the future. 
boxing champion of the world. Because hmm. he was determined. My boy. Uh huh. Yeah. So that one day, of course. I didn't bang this huge rod <laughs> for nothing. Oh, boy. <laughs> now, one day, this is one of the legends, uh, Jimmy and his brother, uh, uh, was it John? Brother John, they're uh, being a nuisance around the house. So the dad says, knock it off, get in the backyard, and go fight each other like two boxers would. Huh. Quit so, roughhousing around the house. Now get out there and beat the <laughs> shit out of each yeah. other like human beings. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy, so the dad got him some gloves. Jimmy beat his brother. And then they brought every kid in the neighborhood, and Jimmy beat them, too. <laughs> wow. So Jimmy's dad built uh. a boxing ring in the backyard. Huh. And they would have, uh, you know, semi-organized fights with everybody. There was two rings. They'd have two fights going on at the same time. And uh, uh, Jimmy's dad would yell. This was his catchphrase then. Fight, ye little devils, fight! <laughs> and and uh, he's six, seven, eight at this time? Yeah. God. This is wildly inappropriate. Oh, yeah, big time. Come watch these kids beat the shit out of each other. We don't have to pay them. Well, it's better than the seawall. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I used to watch the waves batter the wall. At least you can fight these, back. These kids just beat the fuck out of each other in my backyard. <laughs> as I cower from my gigantic life. <laughs> I call her the human tidal wave. She crushes me at night. She's cold and fresh <laughs> and salty like the sea. So uh, now, um, anytime Jimmy uh, would, would cause problems for his dad, his dad would uh, bring him out to the backyard and say, you know, he would fight his dad. His dad would make him fight him. Oh, God. And he would say, if you think you're a man, then get up and fight like one. Wow. So it started young. Oh, God. He loved his dad, though, you know? Yeah, of course, yeah. Of course. Now, this is a, a, a much-told story about the Jimmy legend. Now, at age 15, according to, now, according to one source, he had just bought Valentine, uh, you know, uh, gifts for his uh, love or his mother or some shit. But, uh, some but, bullshit. <laughs> they say he never fought in the streets. But one day he's walking home, maybe with some ice cream or this Valentine's Day gift, and some uh, some boy named Griffin, oh, neighborhood God. bully, had 100 pounds on Jimmy. Jesus Christ. He started bullying this Jimmy kid, right? So Jimmy squares up, and in front of 200 people that had gathered, Jimmy knocks the shit out of this kid. And Jimmy's like, maybe I should be a boxer. Ah. He was age 15. 200 people that yeah. he'd gathered. And the guy outweighs him by 100 pounds. <laughs> and he knocked the shit out yeah. of him. Yeah. And he cut down the <laughs> tallest like shit. Yeah. <laughs> he shit himself. Yeah. <laughs> so by age 16, he drops out of school. And he's hanging around the gym every day. He's working as a riveter in the shipyard. He's making 20 cents a day. It's about $3 today. Nice. But, you know, hey, yeah, 16. Good good money right there. $3 a day. Two Buy bucks? A couple bananas. Get yourself a Miller Lite with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you drink that shit. <laughs> no, we don't drink that anymore, guys. New Year's resolution. <laughs> whiskey brought to you by Chase Bank. That's fine. It's the Your bailout whiskey. Uh -huh. <laughs> Bail yourself out of bad times with Chase Bank whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, after this, his, his friend Skitsy and his, uh, his other best friend Joe Hickey, they uh, saw a poster for an amateur boxing tournament. They said, Jimmy, you should, uh, you should enter. So Jimmy does. He enters. Uh, first fight, he breaks his hand. <laughs> oh. But he wins, he wins his fight after that. Win some, <laughs> lose some. Now, he, they're wearing gloves? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Breaks his hand. But he wins the he wins the fight out of the tournament with the broken hand. But he says, "All right, not a bad start." 
Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, by, by now he had beaten every kid in his neighborhood. He's hanging around the gym all the time. <laughs> beating them bloody. <laughs> <laughs> There's this trainer, Red Car. There's always a Red. Red? Yeah, Red Car. Yeah, red yeah. Car. Guy named Red. Yeah. It's always a guy named Red. Yeah, legendary. He's a legendary trainer in Buffalo. Uh, he'd be Jimmy's trainer for the rest of his life, uh, for the most part. And uh, Jimmy's just annoying. That. Jimmy wants to get in the ring. Guy's like, I don't know. Fuck off. I don't know. So as a gaff, Red says, all right, Jimmy, get in there. Uh, he was knocked down four times. Oh, Jimmy. In the first round. Jimmy was knocked down yeah. four times. Oh, okay. He was knocked down or out? He was knocked down four okay, times. Okay, got that's it. T- that's a TKO. That's uh, right. Now, I, I should note, until the mid-20s, and we'll get to, uh, there was a bout with Jack Dempsey and uh, Tunney. Mm-hmm. We talked about Tony in the Harry Grab uh, Patreon episode. Uh-huh. And that's the 1927? Yeah, uh, that's the, the long count. Yeah. Infamous fight. Uh, Tony takes the title from Dempsey. Dempsey, I don't think he ever wins it again. Retires from boxing. Uh, Dempsey had held the title for almost 10 years, I think, at that point. And uh, it was called the long count because during the fight, uh, Je- De- Dempsey knocked Tony down, and the ref didn't start the count until... Dempsey went into his corner, and that's the way they say it was a long count, because up until then, there was no rule in boxing about going to your corner after you knock a guy down. You could knock a guy down, he would get up, and then as soon as he got up, you could just punch him right in the face again. Ah! Which completely changes so much of boxing. Yeah. When you're like, get up, idiot, I want to fucking knock you out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When you're at your most vulnerable, I will now destroy you. Yeah. Well, you can't tunnel out of there and then get up somewhere else and come back in. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> you got this other scary guy waiting for you. When you get up, he's going to yeah. beat the shit, yeah. shit out of you again. Yeah, you're going to go right back down. I'll stay down here. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so I got into this mess in the first place, pal. <laughs> I think I'm going to hang out down here a minute. Uh, so uh, he gets knocked down four times, but uh, he shows pluck. He uh, get, eventually gets out of the ring, and he goes on a roll. He wins an Elks Club, ter- Club tournament. He wins the Niagara District AAU, uh, and then he goes the distance in the state finals huh. at MSG. He loses in the decision in the finals at MSG. But in 1920s, he goes semi-pro. Uh, he was hot in Buffalo. They had six daily newspapers at that time. Jesus. Yeah. That's six a, daily newspapers? That, that's a stat for you. Good God almighty. 1920. They used it for insulation. <laughs> Cold. I mean, it's pre-internet. You're no, like, you're like, seriously, what is going on? They're just writing. The papers just writing about each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Buffalo Daily is completely corrupt. They really, <laughs> <laughs> and they farted. <laughs> Can you smell that? Oh boy! Turn to page three to cover your face. Uh, age 18, he turns uh, 1921. Uh, he wants to go pro. Red Car says no, because if he goes pro, then he's got to do, uh, and then he's, you know, he, he has more fights. He has, the Red Car doesn't really want to train this kid. Age 18 sounds like a really good porn name. What? Age 18. Age 18. Oh, I Very see. Good. Okay, that checks out. I couldn't help it. It just no. sounds like I'm remind, reminding myself for later, I guess. Yeah. And well, if any of you people out there wanted to use it and start porn and use that name, go for it. Just remind me. Just give me credit. <laughs> so he's 18. Uh, he wants to go pro. He wants to fight all the time. Red Car says, nah, come on, kid. Uh, then another, again, there's another star. <laughs> his trainer's telling him not to fight. Well, because he's not really his trainer at that. He's just like, he's, he's, 
She's red gym. car. Yeah. He's some fucking asshole. Jimmy's at the gym and Red's like, you know, I got I got pros, kid. I, yeah. you know, I'll work on you when I get time. Don't you want to go squat down by the seawall? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so free. You got family. Be nice for you. I'm going to beat the shit out of some kids. <laughs> So uh, this time another star. This time the star middleweight comes in. I don't know. I don't. But he's under the weather, probably hungover. And so Red's like, get in there, and just hang with him. And Slats runs him ragged. His nickname is Slats at this point. And Jimmy Carr says, all right. Or Red Carr says, all right. You know, Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr. Yeah. Red Carr says, all right. Uh, okay, kid. I'll give you a shot. So uh, first pro fight. Thank Monday after Thanksgiving, nineteen uh, twenty-one. He's uh, uh, Cyber Monday. <laughs> That's exactly right. He's age eighteen. Uh, he goes to he goes to enter, enter the building to fight. Doorman won't let him in because he doesn't believe he's a fighter. He's a skinny kid. He's tall, skinny, a little gangly. Wow. Uh, he sneaks around back, gets in, fights, and according to the newspaper, he won every minute of every round in front of three thousand people. <gasps> Got forty bucks. He could only fight uh, six rounds because he wasn't uh, twenty-one yet. The fuck does that mean? Well, what you could fight if you're if you're Old enough, you can fight 15 back then. So he fought for points. Like, there was no knockout. I mean, there were. He could, if you knock someone out, they're out. No, I know, but, but he, did he, did, he didn't. No. Yeah. And uh, this is a, uh, was this a semi-pro fight? Or this, this is now a pro fight. This is now a pro fight, despite the better judgment of Red Carr, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Jimmy Carr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he goes six rounds, wins one points by decision. Yeah. Got it. Love it. And he's a gangly fuck. Yeah. He didn't whoop that bouncer that wouldn't let him into his own fight. No, I mean, the guy's probably big. <laughs> Not 100 pounds big. But uh, big like me mother. <laughs> How can I fight you with her face like me own mom's? Her broad shoulders and tree trunk thighs. You like punching me own mom. <laughs> He's in front of 3,000 people there in Buffalo. Uh, and from uh, from that point on, he wins kind of nonstop. He starts winning so much that he gets bored. Oh, oh. oh we're gonna be sick of winning. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Trump said that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he wins his first twenty fights. And uh, wow. B- Buffalo Evening Evening News, though, they know he's getting a little lazy. He said he has a habit of letting things slide when he's on top. Might be all right, but this is what the fans want. And uh, but they also say that uh, there's some good sports writing for you. This is his twentieth uh, fight against Hoffman. They wrote, Slats proceeded to give Hoffman such an unholy pasting in the final two rounds. <laughs> they say those who witnessed it n- never were able to pry the disturbing scene from their memories. <laughs> Everybody gets PTSD <laughs> yeah, exactly. from the fight they watched. 18-year-old. I can't his forget it. With Slats? Mm-hmm. Got it. I can't, I can't get it out of my mind. I just saw this kid. He just beat the fucking shit out of him. <laughs> it's exactly what I paid for. <laughs> It's <laughs> another half cent I'm never getting back. Oh my god. <laughs> I wish I had those two pennies just put over my eyes. <laughs> my voyage past the river sticks. <laughs> wish I was dead. <laughs> I wish he had beaten me in the ring. <laughs> he came out like daddy long legs, just, just limbs thin oh, everywhere. Oh, oh. All limbs and thorax. <laughs> it was sick. But then my teeth fell out. And I was, and then I was naked giving a speech at school. It was a nightmare. <laughs> You're a sick guy, T. <laughs> so uh, uh, Slats, uh, by now he's you know fought so much in Buffalo, the papers have uh, coined his, uh, his style, and they call it the <laughs> weeping willow defense. 
What is that? So basically, you know how Cassius Clay would hop around with his arms down? Yeah. Slats was the, the first guy to do that. Really? He would, he would, on his toes the entire time, on his toes, bounce, 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 and his arms were always down by his side. Huh. You know how, like, those old boxing, there's the guys with those stiff elbow and 90-degree angle yeah, and stuff in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Slats, so Slats would just kind of, like, bounce around, and he was always dodging. He was re- renowned for his ability to dodge punches. Huh. And because he was just kind of leaning back and forth, back and forth, the weeping willow. His arms were the limbs, you would say. I see. As they His limbs are. were the limbs. His limbs yeah. were the limbs, yeah. yeah. Limps were the limbs. His uh, arms are limp. So 1921, he's age 17, 18. He goes 3-0. 1922, he goes 18-0. and Jeez. Huh. Uh, so he's undefeated as a pro. He's undefeated. Immediately off the bat. Uh, he Straight out the gate. He eventually goes, I, think, I believe he goes 36 fights without losing. And he's... Uh, not even 20 yet? By or? then, he's about 20 years old. Uh, in 1922, he 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 KOs KO Kelly. You know? Whoa, hey. But uh, you know, I, I don't want to... That's g- why he was named that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was getting there. I was getting there. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> My name's KO, but I keep winning. Jesus Christ, now If a fellow wouldn't look at me and knock me out. <laughs> if they don't call me KO Kelly for nothing, please don't hit me. <laughs> Oh, for the love of Christ! I beg you! I'll suck your dick! What? Please! Sir! Change, I'll change my name to BJ Kelly! If that'd be what it takes! My name's just Kevin O'Kelly, it's not K.O. Kelly! Please stop beating me! I'll suck your cocks! All you guys! Whether you hit me or not! You red car, you can come in my shot, you can come in my mouth! You red car. <laughs> Blue car, red car, I don't give a don't shit. Give a fuck. Just, oh, just come in me mouth and leave me be. Oh. No, give me a shot in the mouth. Get out of here. I'll be the weeping willow. And I'm just, I've got some wife and kids at home. <laughs> some wife and kids. <laughs> Some. Some. More, more than zero. <laughs> Logically, it's sound. <laughs> so, I'm going to take that note. I want to go down a little bit of a boxing hole here for a second. To K.O. Kelly? Yeah. So oh. K.O. Kelly, he was a lightweight, not to be confused with K.O. Kelly from Akron, Ohio, a.k.a. <laughs> AKA Marvin Morrison. Now, huh? the, the K.O. Kelly that he fought was uh, K.O. Kelly from Rochester and Boxing Rec, which I get a lot of great boxing info on. Uh, it says his birth name was Jack, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the, the records of the time. <laughs> Jack? Now, now, he may have been called K.O. Kelly. Last he, name, shit. Shite. <laughs> 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 he may have been called K.O. Kelly because he knocked out his first opponent, a man named Young Culver. Hmm. But he would be the only, the first of his two career K.O.s. In his 14-year career, uh, his record was 4-13-2. And, and maybe he was called K.O. Kelly because... His 13 no- losses, he was knocked out nine times. Wait, now, wait, wait. Oh, four, 13, and two. And I thought it no. was 413 and two. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> no, so in boxing, it goes wins, losses, and I guess no decision. Yeah. yeah. Draw. Okay. So Draw. he was knocked out that many times. He was knocked out nine times in 13 matches. So they seriously called him K.O. Kelly for getting knocked out. It, it seems like it. Oh, God, that's so funny. <laughs> and the other K.O. Kelly? No, I mean, that's Marvin Morrison. He's from Akron, Ohio. Now, that's the far west. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wild west. Yeah. I mean, there's Can't barely any law or anything out there. 
<laughs> I mean, you could change your name from Marvin Morrison to K.O. Kelly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a Marvin the Martian out in that fucking place. Desolate you wasteland. You can't be K.O. Kelly from, from, from Rochester. <laughs> Beats bears out there. Yeah. Would you knock out a buffalo? Hey, I'm from Buffalo. <laughs> now, as K.O. Kelly from Rochester, he also fought three unmemorable bouts against Kid Chicago, who was also from Rochester. <laughs> oh, perfect. And yeah. the, the second fight's venue is just listed as Rochester. So I think it was a street brawl. I'm not sure. Oh, God. Now, he also had two fights with Batlin Hogan, and he also had two fights with Young Zini, a.k.a. Irio Xenophon Kulurius. What? Show me. The welterweight how- pride of Greece. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then, of course, Hector Savage from Detroit. Hey, I remember this pug. Ex-boxer. His real name was Joey Chicago. Oh, yeah. He fought under the name of Kid Minneapolis. Hey, I saw Kid Minneapolis fight once in Cincinnati. Oh, you're thinking of Kid New York. He fought out of Philly. (laughs) He was killed in the ring in Houston by Tex Colorado. You know, the Arizona assassin. Yeah, from Dakota. I don't remember if it was north or south. No, South Dakota was his brother from West Virginia. (laughs) You sure know your boxing? Well, all I know is never bet on the white guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Well, the juice was in there, you hear him? Uh-huh. I hear him. Those young juice. Oh, boy, I love well, the juice. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's a great football player. All right. Love him. 90, back to Jimmy Slatter. Now, that guy murdered people. Yes, he did. <laughs> back to Jimmy. Big time. <laughs> Actually, why don't we, should we take a, take a quick little break? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's that? All right, folks, we'll be right back. And we're back. All right, back to Jimmy Slattery. Slats. The Slats. So in 1923, he is uh, uh, about, uh, he's 18, turning 19 soon. And uh, he fights uh, his first old opponent, uh, uh, Soldier Bartfield. He was 31 years old. Draft Dodger. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw a minute of combat. <laughs> well, they call him Soldier. Oh. So, uh, Soldier was, uh, he was uh, a guy from Brooklyn. And uh, 31, he had uh, by this point in his life, he had fought. Uh, his his record was 115 wins, 65 losses, and 26 draws, 32 knockouts. But he lost his last six fights. He's a guy he he would fight anybody, according to Blake. His uh, his his oft used phrase was, "Never mind who, what's the poise?" You know, thick. What was the first bro- first part? Never mind who, what's the purse? Oh. He would say. Ah. Thick, what uh, was his last name? Bartfield. Brooklyn accent. Yeah. 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 Got it. Now at this point, uh, Jimmy was twenty-seven and zero. <laughs> Jimmy was twenty-seven and zero. Ten knockouts. He was eighteen years old. Uh, Barfield would every now and then he was kind of dirty. Sometimes he'd throw a backhanded punch. Ah, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> uh, uh, but Barfield, you know, yeah. So he he fights. Uh, uh, Slats gets five hundred bucks for this one. Uh, the gate was ten thousand dollars, about one hundred fifty thousand dollars today. Slats- and, he, and he got five hundred bucks. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's a good cut of the gate, quite uh, honestly. Huge. In Buffalo, by now Slats is becoming, you know, he's the he's the, he's the guy. He's the guy. Talk of the town. Talk he's of the walk. 18, Talk of the walk. 18 turning 19. He's the biggest thing in Buffalo right now, right? Mm. The Weeping Willow. Uh, Age 18. Oh, boy. And most of, his, most of, if not all of his fights at this point, are in Buffalo. Uh-huh. Uh, Six-round bout in Buffalo. Uh, Bartfield uh, uh, comes out fighting. 
And uh, by the end of the first round, he takes a backhanded swing at Slats. And Slat sidesteps. It's like a spinning back fist or something. What's a backhanded? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's 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 not legal, it, and it's a it's a punch you don't really prepare for. It's a backhanded hit. Like you know, you never you can't do that in boxing. It's not something you do. Well, the reason like, you don't do it because it doesn't do anything. Well, no. Maybe you get the guy. You got to you know, you're you're grappling a little bit, and you kind of give him a little yeah little backhand. Uh, that. You hit someone in the chin hard enough, they go down. I mean, you're never expecting that type of punch. It's it's gonna land because it's uh-huh. you're not supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, all right. All right. Well, like like kicking. Well, <laughs> yeah. kicking does damage. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Slats 18. This guy's 31. Uh, Slats sidesteps the the backhand. One punch knocks him down, drops him. Guy gets up. Dro- Slats drops him again in the fourth. Wins the fight on points that night. He goes out, pays the tab for the entire bar. And then the entire neighborhood walks him home. He's completely wasted. <laughs> yeah. Yes, let's. Yeah, that's pretty Hold much him it. Up. Yeah. Hold him up. Hold him up. Breaking at Bernie's last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's go through, through his pockets. <laughs> you heard him? <laughs> Count on my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't kick me in the balls again. <laughs> Please do. He seems to ask him for it. He seems to love it. You know? <laughs> the damnedest thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess let's beat the shit out of his balls again. Take all his money. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to win! Um, you're a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, <laughs> man. He's just taking it in stride. He doesn't have a care in the world. Huh. I want to be champ someday. Get my balls beat and my money stole. This guy will do anything with the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> I say we speed bag his ball bag. <laughs> you got to finish that joke for the yeah. <laughs> Speed bag your ball bag till there's nothing left in it. That is uh... run the jewels. Yeah. Speed bag your ball bag till there's nothing left in it. <laughs> Great. Speed bag your ball bag. First time I've ever heard the imagery of speed bagging a sack. <laughs> And it's really. Uh... I'm sorry. I like to speed ball my ball back. Just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, get all fucked up. Shoot heroin and coke in there. <laughs> speed ball your ball. <laughs> speed ball your ball back. Yeah. So you choke on your own vomit. <laughs> uh. Uh. Has the vomit come or? Mm. It's the cum vomit. Mm. <laughs> so, anyways, the whole neighborhood walks him uh-huh. home, beats his balls, <laughs> steals his money. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> He's the hero of Buffalo For now uh, His next fight is against Jimmy Sullivan Some hot Jimmy on Jimmy action nice. Oh boy Sullivan uh, Slats beats him so bad Slats doesn't do anything in the last round And his answer was uh, uh, No use murdering a fella Aww. There's also a story around this time Of Jimmy beating the guy so badly He knocks him unconscious and then he carries him to his corner Oh that's yeah, nice Seems like a nice guy 1923, he goes 18 and 0. He's uh, 19 years old. He goes 18 and 0. Uh, notable names he fought, just because I don't, not because they were good, just because they were fun. Mixer Mitchell, mm. Tiger Smith, <laughs> KO Willie Laughlin, 
Hey, KO again. Yeah, he knocked Laughlin down. Story goes, this is from uh, Herbeck in the Buffalo News, that in two successive punches, this is the story, that Slats dislocated and then reset Laughlin's jawbone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Boink. Oh, sorry that. about that. <laughs> My bad. All better. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. It's good writing. That's very good writing. Man. After this fight, he uh, buys a Model T. Ooh. Fucking a, nice. Yeah, like an Crank old that one. fucker up. No shocks. Mm. Uh, it's also it's called a Thin Lizzy or a Bone Crusher. Nice. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, because yeah. it swerves from lane to lane. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Bone Crusher, rapper. <laughs> he swerved a lot. Yeah, he said, "Who's that N word swerving from lane to lane? It's me, N word. It's me, N word. N word. Who's in the Cutlass with the Mary Jane? It's, it's me, me N word." <laughs> It's me. I'm going to name my child N-Word. <laughs> oh, boy. E-N-W-A-R-D. No, I thought you already had you already had a name. I've got a lot Age. of kids. I've got a lot of kids? And names. Uh. N-Word. Like, what? Why can't it just be, like, you know. like N-Word James almost? Exactly. Mm. Didn't I say that on your podcast one time? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, N-Word James almost, yeah. It's a good name. Onward uh, and N-word, we go. Now, uh, he. What was, do you uh, guys think it means? <laughs> what do I think it means? Fuck yeah, it. am I saying something? And okay. Anyways, AJ Teen. AJ Teen is the name of your other kid. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so he's a he's he's a hellraiser in this car. Hell yeah. Um, a bite. <laughs> blows through intersections, drives full speed, uh, all over the road. Oh, all over the shop, swerving uh-huh. from lane to lane, lane to lane, the colors with the Mary Jane, etc., and so on. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's having a great time. Uh, Nineteen twenty-four, though, he loses his first fight to a Bostonian named Joe Egan, and by all accounts, uh, Slats was in a bar just a few hours before the fight began. Uh, that he he said he was sad because what he he also he still played uh, sports, recreational sports. He was on a football team. And he was—he he said he was in mourning because one of the players on the football team had died uh, just a month or two before, and so he had spent the next couple months, you know, drinking mm. just to get over it. Yeah. And so he just, you know, that's why he did. That's why he lost the fight. I see. Uh, and uh, after this loss, he he would go into ten straight wins, and part of it was because his manager Red Carr, uh, every time he needed him to actually like show up and work out, he'd be like. You know what? I'm going to get that bum Egan here to kick your ass. Wow. Oh, the one loss. Yeah. 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 Joe Egan, strong name. Good yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Irish guy. Uh, his, his first rebound uh, after his defeat was uh, to a boxer named Young Stribling. W.L. Stribling. <laughs> wow. Uh, Stribling had an interesting uh, career and life there. Uh, they were both 18 years old when they met. And by this point in his life, Stribling, Stribling was 79, 5, and 14. Damn. 79 wins, 5 losses, 14 Damn. Uh, draws, and he was also 18. Ah, age 18. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Stribling was known as King of the Cane Breaks. That was one of his nicknames. King of the Cane Breaks. Uh, cane Break is a thicket of variety of uh, grasses, uh, uh, you know, bamboo type, uh, uh, that grow up to about 24 feet tall, and uh, they pr- reproduce asexually, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're, it's a southern thing. Yeah, I like to sling cane. Okay. Yeah. What does that make you... So he's just from there. Yeah, that's got what it. Means. Okay. Exactly. Oh, and uh, he was a guy. His his parents got him into boxing when he was like sixteen. 
and he was like semi-pro from then on. Mm. And he basically fought until he died at age 28 from a motorcycle accident. He was on his way to his wife uh, giving birth in the hospital, oh. and he rear-ended a car on a motorcycle. Oh, God. Uh, he, at age 28, he died with a record of 224, 13, and 14. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. So, 224? That's yeah. so many fights. His head was probably pretty soft at that point. Yeah, he didn't even fall. It was just a oh, gust of wind on the bike. God, man. 129 knockouts, though, in 224 fights. Jesus fucking Christ. Mm-hmm. 224 wins. 13 losses. Oh, my God. Pretty impressive. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. Different time. For reference, Floyd Mayweather has fifty has fought fifty five times as of now. Yeah, hell of a boxer. So Slats wins this fight on decision, and from this fight, he gets his uh, his uh, first non Slats nickname. He's called the Will of the Wisps. Huh? Will of the Wisps? Yeah, because the you know the, the you know the Weeping Willow weeping shit. Willow Got shit, it. Yep. Uh, his seventh win in a row after that defeat, he beats Jackie Clark. Next, uh, three days later, he beats Young Fisher. May, that was May 29th. Then June 9th, he beats Sergeant Jack Lynch in a makeshift stadium under the Queensboro Bridge built using secondhand wood and it, uh, in front of 20,000 people. Fuck! Yeah. They basically built like almost an illegal stadium under the almost? Queensboro Bridge. It sounds like a very illegal. If yeah. you were on the bridge, you could watch the fight. So like hey. kids from Buffalo would take the train down to watch him fight from the bridge. Yeah. Damn. Three days later, at an armory in Scranton, he beats Kid Numbers. This is like <laughs> eight miles. This is like fucking rap battles. <laughs> yeah, yo, 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 it's Kid Numbers kid up numbers. against Young Jeezy. What is his name? Young S- Scrapper? Young Stribbling. <laughs> young Stribbling. Y-U-N-G Stribbling. <laughs> K.O. Kid. Slats. <laughs> B-Rabbit. Uh, John, you know this. Kid Numbers, he's a middleweight, from, uh, middleweight pride of Fort Bragg, uh, North Carolina. He would go seven, six, and one during his eight eight year career. <laughs> what? Oh, wait a minute. All right. So, but you're saying this is something I would know? Yeah, of course. What do you mean? I'm being sarcastic. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. You don't know anything. This is my, this is my info. North dump. Carolina. This is me nagging you with an info dump. <laughs> oh, sick. Eight, six, and one. Seven, six, and one during his eight year career. So these what, other what? guys are doing eight year careers. They fight three hundred and fifty times. Yeah, and this guy, other people do eight years careers and fight ten yeah. times. Well, do the numbers. <laughs> Kid numbers. Well, he has kid numbers. Mm-hmm. That's exactly He's right. not adult numbers. I'm only five, seven, eight. I only five, I, ten I times. Eight, eight fights. It was the and nine I times eight, before and tonight six, is six ten. Six time I fall down. And one time nobody know. One time my jaw go this way. Then another time it go that way. No, it's the same. <laughs> same place of jaw. I go down. Numbers go up. Kid numbers. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like kid and tape. <laughs> kid numbers. He uh, he fought other kids like Kid Williams. He beat him. And his final fight ever was against Kid Webb uh, in Lumberton, in a venue called Carlisle Warehouse, which was likely just a tobacco warehouse in North oh. Carolina. Hell yeah! But hey, they kept track of it, so it's a pro. That counts. Oh yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's better than under the bridge. <laughs> I mean, hey, twenty thousand people. Yeah, you got you, you got a good payday. Who's for counting. That. He's, yeah, that's, he's a, that's a good question. Yeah, that's, counting. That's a good question. Who's a, 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 a garbage heap to see this fucking yeah, I think, I think loose back then, brawl. If, if it was over 150 yeah. people, they're like 20,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be, must be upwards of 20,000. Not to mention the bridge. Uh, who knows? <laughs> the rafters. <laughs> Forget about it. 
Never mind. That that was, there weren't 20,000 people in that <laughs> fucking borough. <laughs> no, some of them came down from Buffalo. Oh. They took the train. The they Buffalo, got six yeah. daily papers. Yeah, there was fucking 15,000 actual Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> they rode the Buffalo down. Yeah. That's what I got there. Oh. They used all of it. Yeah. You got six papers to read on the way there. Oh, can't read. <laughs> I'm looking at the Sears ads. So after after the Queensboro fight, uh, 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 Slats is living high. This is that's his biggest fight yet. Uh, he takes the next three months off. He parties. He drives. Uh, he would just blow. He like every time he found a toll booth, he would blow through it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this! John's Here. blown through a toll booth before. <laughs> I don't have forty eight cents, Mister. What am I gonna do? <laughs> you blow through this toll booth. All right. Are you sure you don't want me to suck your cock? <laughs> you sure? <laughs> you buzz? Blow through a toll booth. Blow. You're sick. <laughs> you ain't glory hole toll booth. You <laughs> fucking pervert. <laughs> you poor bastard. <laughs> I'm not sorry for anything. <laughs> I thought this was a fast pass. <laughs> <taking forever. laughs> What's going on up there? Are you sucking that guy's dick? <laughs> Sorry, I can't. <laughs> Sorry, it's probably straight or something. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> People are waiting, pal. Yeah, don't you come in my mouth. I got places to go. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! We're going to watch a fight. <laughs> There's like eight or twenty thousand people supposed to be there. <laughs> so, after he's done blowing through these toll booths, <laughs> his next fight is uh, it's uh, it's three months later, it's September third. He doesn't start training till eight days before the fight. Fights against Harry Greb, legendary Harry Greb, mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh Windmill. If you want to hear more about him? Uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Now, windmills they kill birds, <laughs> uh-huh. and they don't have generate power when it's when not true. Wind. That's true. And they beat the ever loving shit out of Jimmy Slattery. Oh. They just took him to town. The whispering uh, wispo. Uh-huh. Really? Oh yeah, just just fucking destroyed the kid. How old was he? He'd never been beaten Greb? like that before. He was uh, he was he was probably uh, nineteen. Oh, he's 20? not much older than than the Whispering Willow. <laughs> oh no, Greb! No, Greb's in his uh, he's in his mid uh, mid twenties by this point. Oh yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. But he's but, windmill, bro. I mean, this Harry Greb's a he's a man. Yeah, beat the shit out of this kid. Yeah. Oh, just absolutely dominated. It's a windmill. Yeah. Fuck him. But even then, after three and a half years as a pro, Jimmy Slattery was fifty-five and two. That's mm. fucking great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's he's he talk he talk of Buffalo. His name's being mentioned all over boxing. Uh, Nineteen twenty-four. By the end of twenty-four, Jack Dempsey comes into Buffalo. Uh, he's uh, doing uh, he's he's in a he's doing a play. Jack Dempsey's doing a play. Yeah, Jack Dempsey was a guy that he, he didn't he fought because he liked fighting, but he didn't want to ever lose and he didn't want to ever hurt his face. I get that. So, but he was also smart. He said, "You know, when I'm done box, the moment I lose the title, I'm done. The moment yeah. I lose, I'm done." Yeah. And but he also he liked acting. 
He was uh uh he was doing plays. He was like the rock. He started a restaurant and in the restaurant every he would go around and talk to every single person that came yeah. in. Yeah. He's one of these guys that he loved being a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even fucking in that maniac fucking, you know, uh street gang episode, the guy Moe's that mm-hmm. was what was mowing down people with a fucking lamppost. Yeah. Got into doing a musical with his friend. Yeah. Like so it's just hey man, like, there's something we said for the the magic of the performing arts. <laughs> and I'll even well, even it, brutes it, like Moe's well, and it, Jack Dempsey. It, it, it beats fucking uh, getting you know, beat. Uh, yeah, it yeah, beats getting, getting, getting beat. Getting the hell, uh, yeah. Um, or maybe getting beat in the head makes you want to do it. Uh, hmm. Dempsey, did he ever do uh, uh, Bare Knuckle? Or am I thinking Rocky no. Marciano? No, I don't know if Rocky did either. I mean, uh, mo- most of them didn't fight. Bare knuckle at this point. That was an earlier thing. I think John L. Uh, Sullivan uh-huh. uh, was the first, the great, the first like uh, big boxing champ uh, Irishman. Mm. Uh, Sullivan did though, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay. And I think that was a brief period when it may have been legalized. Well, like, I'm not saying legal. I'm just saying sometimes people did it. I mean, yeah. I mean, they fight. They fight people in the street. But Marciano might have. Dempsey wasn't the type of guy who would fight someone in the street or at a bar or anywhere. Or or bare knuckle because of right. the whole face. The stuff. face thing. But then Marciano maybe. Maybe it was Rocky. Uh, <clears throat> now so uh, Dempsey comes to town and he's like, I want to meet this uh, this uh, slats. Uh, slats kid. They hit it off. They have a great time. Uh, Slice is only twenty, uh, but uh, Dempsey also knows he said, uh, "I wouldn't. Uh, I would never let that kid drive me anywhere for all the money in the world." Drive? He said, "I would never let him drive me anywhere." He's insane. The maniac. Oh, with the, with the yeah, Model with T slats, and uh, slats, swerving yeah. from lane to lane. Even, even if he doesn't have a Model T now, N-word you know? thing. So you now, said it. <laughs> I know I did. You're sick. At the end of twenty-four, Slats, uh, he's uh, he's twenty years old, and uh, Red keeps. Egging him on about Joe Egan, he says, "Fucking give me Joe Egan, then." Oh. New Year's Day, nineteen twenty-five. He knocks out Joe Egan in 37 seconds. Holy hey. shit! Yeah, he's like, give me Egan. When when Slats put his mind to it, yeah, he could do it. Anything. Wow. Now by now he's fighting as a light heavyweight. He's five eleven and a half. He's now why the- didn't Egan kill the quarterback or whatever <laughs> that <laughs> bummed him out the first time? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> wasn't just wasn't fucking Jimmy Slattery. Bummed out because somebody oh, died. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because his friend from the football team died. Yeah, Joe. Well, yeah, Egan should have whacked the Egan fucking red car. Fucking, I'll take out the fucking running back. Yeah, I don't yeah. give a fuck. Joe, Joe Egan already beat him once. Yeah. So he was 5'11". What was the, what was he tipping? 5'11", and he, he, he moved between 165 and 175 the rest And of this the is light heavyweight? This is light heavyweight. Is that still the case? And I don't... That's I don't know. Middleweight, probably now. It might be middleweight now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think heavyweight now is two hundred up. Yeah, two hundred to two hundred five, something like that. Yeah, but I it's pretty nice I stuff. Yeah, but light heavyweight. Hey, you know, hey, man, not bad. Not exactly a lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Five eleven and a half, one sixty five, one seventy five. I mean, hey, you know, it's hot fucking age eighteen uh-huh. shit. You know. Uh, so so New Year's Day, nine twenty five. He revenges uh, his first lost Egan, thirty seven seconds. Uh, 1925, he knocks out heavyweight heavyweight Joe McDonald in three rounds in front of 40,000 people in Yankee Stadium. Oh, my God. In, for, in front of 40,000 40, in Yankee Stadium, just after beating McDonald, he, he knocks out Bulldog Burke. Oh, my God. Bulldog Burke. Yeah. And this is in front of, I believe this is one that's in front of Babe Ruth and the Yankees are there. Wow. Uh, they all watch him and they're like, this slattery kid. New York Press is going, this kid. This kid, 
He's 20 years old, and he beat Joe McDonald, who was fighting heavyweight, so I think he'd beat a former heavyweight champion of the world. He beat that. He knocked out Bulldog Burke, who must have been a bulldog. Yeah, he must have been. Yeah. Uh, the Chicago Tribune writes a three-part story on him, and they, 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 one of the lines is, Occasionally an individual stands colorfully forth from the drab monotony of the nameless herd, seemingly endowed with all of the attributes mankind admires and yearns to emulate. Hmm. A uh, big fans. I guess. Yeah, it sounds like it. Mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> I yearn to emulate. Love emulation. Oh, dude. Self-emulation is <laughs> the best. Simulation, all of it. Oh, <laughs> But then, uh, bad news. Uh, no. Later that year, mm-hmm. in front of 55,000 in the polo grounds, Dave Shade knocks him down three times in the third round. Mm-hmm. Dave Shade. He beats him. For Christ's sake. Uh, Slattery is broken. He's stunned. And what uh, race is Shade? He was white man. The white shade. But Harry Greb, he he's on the uh, he's on the, the the final card of that day, and he's fighting this guy Walker. Right? Mm. Remember this story? I don't know. At the, they meet up in a bar later, and uh, Harry uh, uh, Greb and Walker. Continue oh, okay. that fight. Oh. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Now, that same night, Jimmy fought on an undercard, and Harry hears Jimmy crying after losing, and he Ooh. walks in, and he says, Jimmy, come out with me tonight. Let's have a good time. And uh, according, to story, according to one story, before Slats met up with uh, Greb, Slats was drinking by himself at a bar, and someone came over, and they said, what the hell happened to you out? So Slats knocked that guy out. And then some other guy said, what are you doing? So Slats knocked that, that guy out. So if you knock out and so night. he knocked out every single person he could knock out in that bar. <laughs> Anybody that was like, where's the bathroom? <laughs> exactly. What's with this pile of humans that are unconscious? I'll beat the fuck out of you. No! I'm looking for a toll booth I can go <laughs> And then he met up later with Kreb, Greb. And then Greb had his fight with Walker in the bar. And then... Greb went out to the dance floor later that night, and he said, folks, I just want to say one thing. Bring this kid up here. Jimmy Slattery, this kid's going to be something. I want you to look at him. Jimmy, you're a great kid. Oh, that's nice. And, dance uh, moves. Dance for the dance. <laughs> for the dance, pe- dance. For the people. Then take your shirt off. <laughs> for the people. Kid. So now Slats, he's... he's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Slats isn't... He's not even 21 yet, and, and oh. already... <laughs> Losing, legal. losing the shade in the polo grounds. He's not even 21 yet, and all the boxing press says, well, he lost. He's out. He's done. So they just he's turn old, on him? He's old news. You're shitting me. Mm-hmm. How, old's, how old's Shade? Uh, shade was probably about 25, 26. But he wasn't. He was a guy who was near the top, but they were like, Jimmy was supposed to be the next big thing. Losers once. They right. say he's done. And one, one, one of the New York boxing critics says, unless Jimmy learns how to park his chin in a safe place, the jig is up. You gotta crowd. park your chin in a safe spot. Yeah. Well, his whole thing is keeping his arms down. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's is so. That, is that yeah. still his whole thing? Yeah. It's like this kid is a phenom. I'll tell you. And it's like, man, he's got to do defense. It's like you saw him fight before. Yeah. What's the deal with the arms? <laughs> I think I, is he I, still was he still doing it? Oh yeah, that's what he did for his whole career. But if I remember correctly, what the thing is. Uh, one of the the tricks Shade did is Shade punched him in the upper arms, so he couldn't. So his he, arms were too tired to. Yeah. Give him a Charlie ah. horse. So like some old timers in Buffalo, they were like, he punched him in the arms. I saw it. He just hit him in the arms. Oh. So that was one of the I mean, that's a pretty too. good gimmick. Yeah. 
Yeah. The guys try to worry about his face. He just keep hitting them in the arms the whole hmm. time. And you can't punch. Yeah. It hurts. It does. And it's just dead and numb. It's dead arm. He made him sleep on his arm at night, so he was asleep when he woke up. It was <laughs> numb. like someone else. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like someone else. Yeah, they call me uh, Jimmy the Stranger. Yeah. <laughs> Sit on my hands, and then when I come out in the man. ring, it was somebody else beat the fuck out of that guy. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> uh, I was blown through toll <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Now, in August 1925, dislocated my jaw. I'm put it right back. <laughs> in August 1925, he's not. He's almost 21, and then there's this uh, news that comes over the wire in Buffalo that slats. Speeding, he crashed his car no. off the road, and he's dead. He's dead? Slats? And everybody's going, oh, oh of course. Oh, for the love of God. Of course. His arms were asleep. He couldn't steer. <laughs> he couldn't even drive. <laughs> his arms were asleep at the wheel. Feels <laughs> 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 like someone else is driving. <laughs> Who cranked this thing up anyway? That's <laughs> nah, just a rumor. He's not dead. He's still alive. But everybody's like, well, you know, I kind of believed it. <laughs> but September, you know, at the end of by the end of August that year, he's 21. Now he can go 15 rounds. Now he can have a title shot. Thank you. And so, uh, almost immediately after that, he's offered his first title shot. But let me let me ask you, just yeah. just uh, technically, so you in that time, I don't know, let's just say in, uh, for these purposes, in that time, you could be an under 21 professional boxer, mm-hmm. ranked among the best. Mm-hmm. But you could only fight six rounds at a time. Yeah. yeah. But not that notwithstanding, you could still be ranked just like anyone else. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, there would be some, well, he can't go for a title, so they I'm not going to... They would weigh that as a yeah. part of the rankings, but sure. in general... Yeah, absolutely. Your record stood as 22, 4, mm-hmm. and 0. Yeah. No shit, yeah. man. It seems like... But they just also were like, asterisk, he yeah. has to go home and have his milk. But no asterisk. <laughs> But, no, not really an asterisk. But just a wink and a smile. Well, well you can't. Yeah. You just can't get a title. Yeah, right. A title has to. I mean, now it's ten, but then it would be a title has to be fifteen rounds. So you're on the board, but you're never going right, right, right. Got you know, to the playoffs. Yeah, you know? got it. So almost immediately after uh, September 1925, he's 21 years old. He can go 15 rounds. He's offered his first title fight, but only because uh, the original guy uh, who's going to battle the, the the title holder is man. Uh, the original guy who's going to fight the title holder. Uh, this guy Delaney, he had to drop out because he had a, a pussified. Uh, <laughs> Pussif- what? <laughs> no, that's that's the autocorrect. A pus-filled abscess in his throat. <laughs> yeah, he had a pussified throat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, his throat was all pussified. <laughs> he was blowing through toll booths all week. Ooh, it was pussified. Oh God. Uh, well, I'll be damned if the guy's mouth didn't just turn into a pussy. I mean, for the love of Christ. I mean, how's he supposed to take a, ti- right take a title shot left. when he can't even take a shot in the mouth? <laughs> I'll be damned, huh? Hmm. God. So Delaney drops out, pus-filled abscess in his throat. And- you said pussified. <laughs> that was your internal auto. Oh, no, that was the autocorrect. No, it actually wrote Oh, pussified. it's really wrote pussified. <laughs> But it was a pus-filled abscess? Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. My autocorrect is fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it learns. Pus-filled, <laughs> to pus-filled abscess in his throat, that's disgusting. That's not good. Um, Any abscess is technically pus-filled. God, God only knows what he did to get that. Yeah, nothing good. Uh, imagine. I think we know. Probably <laughs> just 
Probably just eating the food of the day. Uh, <laughs> just, just living his life. Generally living your life. Up. Somebody gave me a carpet tack sandwich and it didn't sit well. Yeah. I think it got enlarged in my uvula. And then, the, so, so Slats was actually third line. Delaney drops out. Then this guy, McTeague, was supposed to fight, but he had a pimple in his arm that became infected. And his arm swelled up. More so pus. He had a pus full abscess. It was, oh, Christ. it was tough back then. Oh, my God. No antibiotics, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Pus yeah. everywhere. They're all oh. pussified. Oh, the whole fucking town is filled with pus. <laughs> it's a very pussy town right now. <laughs> so uh, there's this guy named Berlinbach that that's Slats gets to fight. Berlinbach. Berlinbach. Love that's that. his name? It's Berlin. His, well, that's his last name. Berlinbach, that's yeah. his, got it. Now, Berlinbach is an interesting character. He was born deaf, and he... Well, hop <laughs> Shut up. He's... <laughs> he was born deaf. Uh-huh. But by this point in his life, he wasn't deaf, because when he was a kid, he climbed a telephone pole and accidentally touched a live wire. Get the fuck out of he here. He fell 40 feet, he broke his arm, and when he when he came to, his hearing was fixed. Well, he picked up the phone. <laughs> Hang up the phone! <laughs> I love that. It's amazing. I never you... heard tell of this Alexander Graham Bell. <laughs> he gave me child hearing. <laughs> now he's out of fucking excuses, I'll tell you that. He was born deaf, but the minute he picked up the phone... <laughs> There's a few yeah. stories of that, of like people getting hit by lightning or getting electrocuted, and like all of a sudden they can see color or they get their hearing back. No or shit. Or their hair grows back. Yeah. No. Yeah. Really? Electricity. That is an absolutely fascinating phenomenon I've never heard of in my life. Well, maybe we'll look into it. I think we should. I think we should. End of story. Holy shit! <laughs> I can't believe I'm fucking hearing! <laughs> or alive! And seeing in Technicolor, and wow! <laughs> Put your fucking hands down! I know what you're saying, you fucking idiot! Why are you mumbling Jesus with your fucking Christ. fingers? I'm not an idiot! Yeah! <laughs> I don't want to talk like this for some reason. But I won't! Because I hear now! I answered the phone. <laughs> I can hear you all talking shit about me. <laughs> In your minds. <laughs> I answered the phone, but my arm broke. <laughs> this sucks, but cool. <laughs> so, Fair trade. <laughs> so Slats gets to fight for his first title against Berlinbach. They're in Yankee Stadium. Uh, Slats is losing for most of it. He almost knocks Berlinbach down in the fifth. They go toe-to-toe in the 10th, but Berlinbach knocks him out with a crazy left hook. And uh, three times in the final minutes of the 10th, he's knocked down. Oof. And again, the guy, you don't have to back into the corner. So you just wait for that guy to stand up and then just fucking get up. punch him. I dare you. I dare you. I dare you. I mean, like, then if you get knocked down once, yeah. it's whack-a-mole. You're going to get you're knocked out. down. It's yeah. whack-a-mole. If you get down once, you're knocked down thrice. Yeah. It's very true. But now now they have the, if you, I think if you're knocked down three times, it's a TKO. Right before- Back then, you could get knocked down five times, and it's like, well, this guy's still getting up. I mean, what a oh, tough, so what a long- tough character. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a, what, not a brain-dead fucking slob. He's a tough guy. Now, was there a TKO Kelly? Or- no. <laughs> <laughs> if he did it himself, yeah. Uh, and even in the—he's knocked down three times, and even in, but in, in this round, the, the round ends with him leaning on the ropes and just, like, dodging. He barely makes it back to his corner. 
He shouldn't have gone out for the 11th. Skitsy, Skitsy was in his corner for his whole career. Skitsy cuts. You can see there's a there's video. There's very rare video of Slattery, but there's video of him and Berlinbach, and I think they you, they show Skitsy cut a hole in his shorts. So the ref would. So Skitsy was thinking, well, if the ref sees the hole, the ref would be like, no, nah, no, nah, these guys this, are beating each other to death. We can't show up. Yeah. We can't have this. Big ref old. never calls the fight. Do you see uh, his balls in the video? Nah, it's just his underwear. Uh, he gets knocked down two more times in the 11th. Uh, and then in the, in the he gets a nine, he gets about a nine count in the 11th. And then as he gets up, he gets stuck in the ropes. And so huh? he's just kind of stuck in the ropes. What kind of zany bullshit is this? And so Berlin Bach, fly. <laughs> Berlin Bach just beats the shit out of him while he's is stuck <laughs> oh, in the ropes. God. Can't go down, can't get up. <laughs> he's just getting his ass beat. Bouncing between. I'm trapped in a purgatory. Oh. Ass whipping. It's fucking WWE shit. But, I'm yeah. stuck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically, my, my balls are hanging out. He can speed bag him at any time. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy's a boxer. <laughs> He's. <laughs> That's practice. I hope he does. I have gloves on, but I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> I know I'm not signing anything. <laughs> What's he saying? Is this some sort of weird deaf mumbo jumbo? Oh yeah. God! So he's trapped. He's trapped in. Yeah. He's, he's just being. He gets, ball bag yeah. is being speed yeah. bag. Yeah. Spiders yeah. caught a couple of flies. Yeah. No, so this flies down. <laughs> I think the ref. I believe if I ever read the, the ref stops it at that point. The ref's like fights over. He listen. Loses. This is just a disgraceful mess. <laughs> just stares yes. big, beautiful, <laughs> hairy balls. Oh god! Holy jeez, I wanted to let go. Oh my god! <laughs> what? They're so big and beaten. <laughs> <laughs> so now Slattery. He's <laughs> slat. The uh... skits put a slit and slats his shorts. Okay, simple. <laughs> this is not advanced mathematics. This is kid numbers. <laughs> I mean, even a deaf guy can get it. And N words. I mean, I don't know what you want. <laughs> so, oh God. Uh, so, so Slats, uh, he lost the title fight. He still got eleven thousand dollars. <laughs> he lost the title fight in a ferocious in fashion. Style. Yeah. Oh yeah. In a ferocious oh, yeah. fashion. <laughs> he did lose it in a ferocious fashion. Yeah. Dude. Oh my God. He I got... mean, I lost the title, trapped in the ropes, yeah. not even able to fall to my disgrace. The only thing that falls is my cock out. <laughs> yeah, my balls are hanging out. This guy's deaf. He's beating the living fuck Doesn't out of me. Doesn't hear the bell. 
He's not deaf anymore. So went on and so on. I thought we am deaf, right? <laughs> God, I, w- I bet you Mike Tyson knows about this story. He'd tell it so well. Yeah. Not that you're, I mean, neither you're not, but I'd just love to hear. And he got his bald beat in a ferocious fashion. <laughs> that deaf motherfucker just kept hitting him. <laughs> I mean, he was speed bagging his ball back to the, with none left in it. I mean, this was the original Def Jam, in all honesty. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Slat still, he still gets 11000 from the fight. It's about 161000 today. Hey! But if he won, he would have got 33000 which is about 500000 today. Good Lord. Oh boy! And again, pull my dick out for that. <laughs> again, he's written off by the press. This is from Jim Tully at the time, and Jim Tully writes: <laughs> If this kid can't figure out how to get out of those ropes, he's never gonna make it in the sport of boxing. He should get out of the ring and his balls in his pants. I'll tell you what he should do: is he should lose his hearing and put his dick away and get the fuck out of those ropes. Because I've heard and seen enough. <laughs> Maybe a little more poetic than that. <laughs> Boy, I wish I was blind and deaf. <laughs> Jim Tully writes, he's, right, he's at the fight, he writes this after the fight, he writes, Moths fly under the strong lights where but a few minutes before a gallant lad went down with a broken dream of a championship. Alas for dreams. Jesus Christ. This guy spent a lot of time writing. Plus his balls smell. <laughs> and his balls. <laughs> Moths fly around lights. Flies fly around his sack. His stinky beaten ball bag. <laughs> Today the waves beat the seawall. <laughs> his balls smelled so bad the deaf motherfucker could hear him. <laughs> so, Slats, uh, he goes on an epic period of drinking. <laughs> epic period. Good. Oh, yeah. yes. um, Good. He, uh, he uh, crashes his car into a line of boxcars. Oh, the Model T? Yeah. Uh, no, it was a different one at this point. Uh, he's driving a friend in two Goyles. And, uh, Goyles? And uh, just destroys the car I- into all of these boxcars. According to Blake at the no, time... No, red cars, though. <laughs> no. no. According to Blake at the time, uh, everybody said that Slatter's drinking was so out of hand during this period that some insist it hastened the aging process as a once youthful-looking sprite surrendered any last traces of boyishness. Mm. Uh, and then after this, he had to fight in like backwaters. He was fi- fighting in like <laughs> Dubuque. Yeah, but he's fighting in like a like a, a a Union Hall in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh God. Well, he came up through an Elks Lodge. Yeah. That's uh, where he started. And he, Hero's journey. Yeah. Basically, and he, so he it, he works his way up through seven fights, uh, wins them, and then he faces Young Stribling again at, at, at uh, Madison Square Garden, the new Madison Square Garden, which they rebuilt for all those walkers. Well, was, no, his rebuilt because Tex Rickard said, "I this is the golden age of boxing." I want a venue that can, can hold. So the even Golden though he's in the downswing, he's still fighting in the garden. So well, that's well, good. He's on the downswing, and then he's seven seven fights, and he's swinging his way up. Ah! And so now he has to be stribbling, and it's like whoever be, whoever wins this one, he gets a title shot. No shit. But uh, he's gonna fight stribbling in March twenty sixth. Of uh, and now what? Again, the, the this is 
26, and he's he's how old? This is uh, this has got this has got to be uh, uh, 1926, and so and, he's... and so he's still 21. He'll turn 22 in uh, 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 in August. Okay. So this is uh, this is uh, uh, February. So Mar- he's gonna fight Stribling in March. In February that year, he crashes his car. He runs from the scene. Uh, then he lies about it, and he gets arrested uh, a few weeks later, trying to falsify his records to get a new car, mm. new license. Uh, Stribling uh, to avenge his loss, he just he beats Slattery so bad that he starts mocking. He starts doing Slattery's toe hopping in the ring oh, to God. mock him. Ooh. And so he takes his own balls out. He gets stuck in the ropes. He gets, oh, <laughs> oh, I can't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> My balls smell. <laughs> uh, so uh, after a month after this fight, it's determined that Slats needs to, he needs to get out of uh, he needs to get out of America. Him get and- out of America. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna leave the country. Yeah. <laughs> well, <they don't> even... <laughs> Just you know, clear the head a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. So, so this he's is he's gotta go to like Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 here's a, here's a number that would never make sense today. But after losing the fight, Slats and three hundred of Buffalo's richest businessmen and their mayor. Go on a European sojourn for like six months. Oh my god! They just leave Buffalo. Three hundred businessmen in Buffalo. You know, hey, yeah. different times. Yeah. Well, everybody's choking on smokestacks there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not 300 businessmen in Buffalo now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, they stayed in Europe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, if you're in Buffalo, don't don't message me. Don't mess with me. Don't message me. Oh yeah. <laughs> don't mess with me. <laughs> Uh, they they uh, they go to Europe. They go to the to France. They go to Rome. Uh, Slats is fascinated at this time. Uh, Paris has um, public urinals and like oh. public bathrooms. Oh, and that's Slats. Hot. Slats loves watching like people piss in the streets. Hey, you and me both, pal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they have public urinals. Uh, well, it's in Amsterdam. Now. They they go to uh, Venice and then one night Slats uh, doesn't. Venice turn... is a urinal. <laughs> they, Slats doesn't turn up for the hotel. And no one knows where he is for the day. They find him. He stole a, a gondola, a gondola, ah, gondola, a gondola. And uh, they find <laughs> him. Just, gondola. He, yeah. They find him. Uh, you know, with a lady there the next day, floating oh, through Venice. Nice in uh, the gondola. Sick. While they're uh, while they're touring Europe, they run into Will Rogers in Rome. Hey, Will Rogers is doing bang, his bang, bang guy. Well, you know, uh, yeah, radio actor. And Will Rogers spends some time with with these Buffalo folks, and uh, not a huge fan. Will Rogers was not a huge fan of them. Yeah, he uh, he's asked to make a speech at this hotel they're staying at for this private party that oh, everybody's there, no. and he says, uh, "You fellas have eaten enough free food to feed Europe through two more wars. Whoa. Why, if you had to pay American prices for what you drank over here, Europe could pay its debts." Oh wow! Yeah. But hey, you know what a celebrity. You fucking people make me sick. <laughs> That's basically, they probably saw. Like, Why does honestly... this smell like balls? <laughs> yeah. It's just like what Ricky Gervais did at the yeah. Golden Globes. Yeah. He's Shut the fuck up! You don't know anything. You disgust me. I hate you. I don't know why I'm here. I'm getting paid paycheck. so much money for this. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Yeah. It's almost over. <laughs> he said it's almost over. <laughs> So great. It is great. It's pretty great. Fuck them. Uh, uh, they get back to Buffalo oh. after a few months, or after like six months or so. Six months is so long. Yeah, they, they, pay, they spend a lot of time out there. Uh, Slads gets his license back. Uh, he immediately... Uh, his driver's license or his boxing dr- his license? His driver's license. 
Immediately after he gets it back, he passes this truck on this icy road. Truckers come out and threaten him. He knocks them both uh, out <laughs> over a fence. <laughs> <laughs> over a fence? Yeah. Like, whoa, yeah, whoa. Yeah, like, like over. DJ Jazzy Jeff <laughs> yeah. getting thrown out of the fucking Banks mansion. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <Yes. laughs> <laughs> I'm a truck driver, though. I'm a tough guy. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a drunken Irish. I blow through toll booths <laughs> <laughs> and bathroom stalls. And... <laughs> I got the meth pit. Any piss? Any piss? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, you know, then he, he he has a couple fights. He wins his he wins a couple fights. He's celebrating his he's celebrating more than he's fighting at this point. The weight is staying on. He's, he's celebrating more than he's fighting. Well, yeah. that's the right way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, word in the paper is he's washed up. He starts acting out. Uh, Red, he managed, he one, th- one time around this time, he tells Red, he said, I'm going to go buy a straw hat. Doesn't show up for three days. Hey, I'll be right back. I'm going to go buy a straw hat. <laughs> that's too specific. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and then uh, I think I think, I think if, that, if I get that one correctly, word is that he's... Uh, uh, He's found in Indiana. Found? Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so um, he gets the uh, red. Red calls around, doesn't hear from anybody. It turns out that uh, he's was arrested. He's in Indiana. Oh. A lady. Oh. Huh. A lot of straw there. Did, did I have that one right? Fair enough. <laughs> straw hat. Well, the good thing about him being washed up is that his balls won't smell. That's <laughs> true. That's true. He's all washed up. Yeah. Oh, balls, top to ass, bottom. crack, all of them. I mean, he, he's, he is honest about it, though. He says, I, I, I drank because I wanted to have fun, and there was more fun when I drank. Huh. I mean, yeah. yeah. You don't say. Yeah. Uh, 1927, though. Now he's, uh, <laughs> he's 23 years old. He's fighting nobodies in Buffalo. There's this whole brouhaha between the. Nobody's Johnson. <laughs> There's 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 this whole brouhaha be, between who gets to say the the groups of people who 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 de, uh, determine what the title is who the like the name of the title world title New York title mm-hmm. there's this whole back and forth between them they break off from each other and one of them uh, they offer him a title bout and uh, 1927 he's 23 uh, he's like I got to work my way back you know. Uh, by this point now, he's going into, uh, you know, uh, the Adirondacks where, uh, cause it's like, get him out of the city, get yeah. him, get, you know, get him. And he's in the Adirondacks and they, you know, this, where this cabin he's staying at, the family gets to know him. They're like, he's a good kid. They build him a boxing ring out there. And, uh, you know, so he, you know, cleans himself up, goes out there, trains and, uh, he gets a, he gets a fight, a title fight against Maxie Rosenblum. Jewish fellow. Now, Maxie was uh, he was uh, he was a, a character in the ring. He would uh, he would he would muster your hair. He would poke you. He would grope you. <laughs> he, would, he would grope you. He would slap you oh, a little bit. Balls? He was doing yeah. straight up three Stooges shit. Yeah. Oh, well, some people say you, that's. I was just gonna, some people say that that's where some go. of the idea for the three Stooges came no. from Maxie Rosenblum. No. Yeah. Well, they're all Jewish fellows. You know that. That's right. All three Stooges. There's. I'm talking Shemp. He's a fourth Stooge. They're, they're, all of them. Matt. Iggy Pop. Yeah, <laughs> there, there, there's a uh, Maxie Rosenblum. Later in life, he would have a uh, uh, a club out in Los Angeles, a- Angeles called Slappy Maxies. 
Slappy Maxies. And it's in, I think it's in, it's in a gangster movie that's based out here from like 10 years ago. They show it. Oh, uh, it was the uh, one with the uh, Sean Penn. I think, I, I, maybe, I can't remember, but hmm. Slappy Maxie. Uh, and this is what, uh, uh, he, Maxie said, I always hated to hit hard. I didn't want to hurt anybody. And then one of the New York Times wrote, anyone who gets in the ring with Rosenblum is slapped to great frequency and moderate figure. <laughs> oh, that's stupid. <laughs> so they just get hit a lot, but not very hard. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yeah. That's funny. He's just having a good time. Yeah, I like to have fun. Sorry. So, so he's going to fight, uh, August 27th of that year, he's going to fight uh, Maxie for the title. <clears throat> For the National Boxing Associ- Association. So this joke clown boxer is defending a title? Yeah. Okay. But he's, I mean, he's not a joke. He's a Hall of Fame boxer. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, he's hes a real boxer. He just has a gimmick. Yeah. Okay. And uh, August 28th of that year, they're going to fight. August 27th, uh, 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 Slats is in the Adirondacks, and some friends are like, hey, I'm, I'm going back to Buffalo. And he's like, guys, I'll bring you to Buffalo. I'll, I'll bring you to Buffalo this morning. August 27th, he drives him uh, crazy speed, full yeah. speed, every turn. 50, 60 miles an hour. <laughs> Pretty much. Upwards of. <laughs> they, they think they're going to die, and it turns out that he was driving full speed the day before his fight because he had to catch a ferry to a local beach to make a Charleston contest, and then he won the Charleston contest. You're kidding me. I swear to God. Wow. Guy, he loved a he loved competition. Yeah, He man. loved dancing. <clears throat> now, uh. Oh, <laughs> A Charleston, I mean, yeah. dance the Charleston. Yeah, the Charleston. Oh, dance the Charleston, baby. I love it. Don't you love that? I do. Yeah. I love the Charleston. I know how to do it. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's actually lucky, though, because August 28th. Uh, chew, baby. <laughs> whoa. A rainstorm came in. A uh, fight was rained out for two days. Because almost all of these venues were open. They didn't have uh, lights. I mean, they had lights, but they didn't have lights. Right. Uh, they had lights, but they didn't have lights. It was very rare, like you know. Baseball. Indoor lights were probably more difficult back then because of the heat they generated. Yeah. I mean, okay. b- baseball didn't have lights until the you know late forties. So when you say they had lights, but they didn't have lights, what do you mean? It was very rare for for like there'd be street they lights. Would have but there would out, be indoor. They would lights. have yeah. They would have Got street it. lights. Okay, for Got outdoor it. venues, but they're more like lanterns. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Got you, it. you could you could light a ring at night. But not indoors. But not indoors, mm. and uh, not enough of them to light a fucking baseball. Without you cooking, yeah, these wieners. poor Dregs. slobs, yeah, plebes, heathens. But uh, so the, the vice postponed for two days, and so when he's in the Adirondacks, he's like chopping wood. He's like, he's doing like the shit. traditional, yeah, the yeah. <clears throat> he's he's ro- he's running on the road. He's chopping wood. He's partying. Not Rocky still, One, like Rocky but... Rocky Three when he's off. Yeah, <laughs> cut up. Yeah, dry, well, I mean Rocky One, he's chasing chickens. <laughs> Hey, yeah. I want chicks. Any chicks? 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 <laughs> so he 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 uh Any chicks? he beats Slappy Maxie in uh, August thirtieth. Uh, he beats him in ten rounds. He wins all ten rounds. Wow! He's the champion. Light Point, he- points, not not a knockout. Not a knockout. Light heavyweight champion. It's a disputed title, but he's a light heavyweight champion, and he celebrates hard. How hard? How hard? As hard as you can celebrate. You know, he's as he drives down the street, he's throwing money out of the, just out of the car. No. Yeah. You're shitting me. Now he's just throwing money out of the <laughs> car. Ha ha! Dickheads, be my boy. 
if he goes to an ice cream parlor and there's kids, he buys ice cream for every single kid that is on the Aww. street. There's, people say he paid off uh, medical bills. <laughs> if, in the it was the winter was coming up, he paid to send coal to people to make sure you shitting me. He was he didn't know if he had money, he was spending it. Uh. If, if you were sitting it with him at a bar and you told him a sob story and bought him one drink. <laughs> He would give you whatever you needed. Good news, to... pal. I'm sucking your dick. <laughs> exactly. Are you a toll booth? <laughs> you are tonight. <laughs> now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you, uh, uh, before we, we, I would like to return to this uh, sure. kind of um, It's a Wonderful Life celebration. Yeah. Uh, but can we take a quick break for yeah, a Yeah, absolutely. Right, thank you. We'll be returned, folks. And we're back. Matt, so, the celebrations continue. So yeah, he's part. I don't. And I, there's, you know, Blake never touches on this story, but there is a story of um, Slats. He's in uh, New York, and he goes to buy a car, and the dealer, the guy he's trying to buy it from, is like being a real dick about it. Oh God! So Dealers. Slats is like, "Fuck you, buddy!" And so he leaves. He comes back, goes to someone else, and buys the car cash. Huh. And then his friend's like, why would you do that? And he goes, like, just to fuck that guy over. That's the kind of guy he was sometimes, too. Mm. He could throw cash out the window, but it's also sometimes he would just blow cash just to prove a point. Blow cash? Mm. <laughs> and through Johnny cash. That's, uh, yeah, I get that. A little spiteful. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, supporting local business. Yeah, I mean, if you're a generous person and you're like, why is this guy being a dick for no reason? Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. Now I'm going to embarrass And oftentimes, him. you know, it might be like an age thing too. He's a young guy. Oh, there's no way this guy could afford right, this kind of right. car. He probably gets, he gets that shit a lot yeah. being a young guy. His eyes are probably fucking bloodied shot because mm-hmm. he got his ass kicked. Why is this fucking idiot coming in to buy a car? Looks like a meth head. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> his balls are hanging out. I'm going to sell this guy a car. He's got his fucking collateral or credit. His fucking balls are everywhere. They stink. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, December of uh, of that year, uh, after he wins the title, now the 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 people the the groups that are defining the titles, National Boxing Association, they have got together and now they've put their two titles together to have a unified national light heavyweight title. So there's no dispute now. Now, now he's the national. He could be the national light heavyweight. He could be the light heavyweight of the world, right? And uh, it's in December of that year. He hurts his hand midway through the fight, his left hand, and so he decides he's going to coast through eleven. The rounds eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Now we only have ten rounds, mm-hmm. so he would have just won it on points by then. But now, uh, uh, for now. But uh, back then, 11, 12, 13, he goes through. He tries to save his energy. He loses on decision. Uh, that was 1927. Loses his chance at a unified title, undisputed unified title. And uh, now again, now, you know, he, it doesn't mean everything changes, but uh, 1928, he, he uh, wins all, of his, all nine of his fights. But by all accounts, he's, he's largely shit. Ah, and by all accounts, he is uh, just drunken garbage. Hmm. Uh, this is from Blake. Buffalo was awash with tales of Slattery's depravity. 
Staggering from cafe to cabaret, socializing with notorious characters and lewd women, getting tossed out of the big house by bounces fed up with his belligerence. <laughs> yeah, so, but he gets through the whole year. No big, no major issues. 1929. Now he's, you know, he's 25. He's, he's almost 25 now. He's nearly a man grown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's right. Being in the brain. Yeah. Uh, he beats a man named Len Darcy on March 4th of that year. Then he's supposed to fight James Braddock. James Braddock, of course, Cinderella man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Braddock, uh, a week before the fight, uh, he has barely trained, Slattery. And a day before the fight, he's spotted on top of a New York City cab drinking champagne as it drives through the streets. Oh, nice. God, like fucking yeah. Teen Wolf? Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking insane. This is that's two days before the fight. Oh, God. Uh, or was it? No, I'm sorry. A day, a, a day after the fight. So he loses to Braddock. He loses to Braddock. He comes out swinging. He hits Braddock. Braddock later says that when when Slats hit him, that it's the lights. It's like the 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 lights changed. Every like he, there Slat, was a, Slat says that when Braddock, Braddock, no, Braddock, Braddock says said when Slats, when Slats hit him. Braddock oh. beats Slats in this bout. And but, uh, Braddock, you know, Cinderella man. Braddock says Slats is the hardest guy he's ever, the really? hardest punch he ever faced. Right. And he says Slats hit him one time, and he just the the lights changed. Right. Turned into a pumpkin. <laughs> Cinderella. <laughs> well, I'm a Snow White fellow myself. <laughs> uh, a day or two after this fight, that's when he's spotted on top of this cab drinking champagne mm-hmm. uh, in New York City, driving through the streets. Uh, a day or two after that, he's spotted at a house party in Buffalo, completely disheveled. Two drinks in his hand, completely plastered, his arm around a young woman. Two days later, no one knows where he is. Uh-oh. This time he's discovered in jail in Elkhart, Indiana. He had taken the trains back out to Indiana. Arm around a young man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you go to Indiana? Well, because there's it's a no natural it's connection no from Buffalo with the trains. Uh, it's on the way to Chicago. Uh-huh. So you ride the rails huh. until you get to Chicago. Well, you never made it to Chicago. Indiana. Pit stop. He's with his lady. She's under. She's not eighteen yet. That's uh, a violation of the Man Act. The what? The Man Act. Oh, what, crossing state lines. Yeah. What's the what's the uh, age of consent during those times? Well, it probably wasn't quote eighteen, but yeah, mm. she was. If you're Jack age. Johnson, it's whatever white. Is. Yeah, she's white. Yeah, she's not consenting. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I get it. She's an under. He's crossing underage. Uh, but he's arrested in Elkhart just because he's being a fucking belligerent drunk. Yeah. Uh, she's held just because she's with him. Uh, he eventually says, you, you arrested the former light heavyweight champion. Do you know who I am? And they're like, no, we don't know who you are. Uh, uh, We're more of a high-lie community. <laughs> what they do is they, I believe the cops there called New York City. New York City's like, oh, fuck. They call Buffalo. Buffalo calls Red Car. Red Car goes, <laughs> Buffalo hey. calls Red, it's just like Native <laughs> Americans. <laughs> Buffalo called Red Car. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what, did, what did I introduce? <laughs> Whoa, this is but yeah, no, the city of Buffalo calls Red Car. Yeah. A man. A, a guy. A man. Yes, an yeah. Irish man. Yes, yeah. the city of Buffalo. The city of Buffalo calls Red, Red Car. A human man. And he picks up, he's like, you know what you should do <laughs> is tell him you're going to send Joe Egan down there. <laughs> <laughs> now you get back on the horn and you tell New York to tell Chicago to tell uh, Des Moines. I don't know where he's from. Yeah. 
But so he's discovered an Elkhart, complete bender. The 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 girl he's with, when she gets back to Buffalo, her parents send her straight to a convent. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm willing to bet she was a peach by your estimation. Is that right, man? <laughs> a peach. Yeah. Peach. Ooh. And uh, cream. <laughs> oh, my God. You You've sicko. got the peaches. I've got the cream. Well, but you, she's underage. You can't say that sort of thing. What are you, out of your mind? <laughs> I'm not crossing state lines. <laughs> You're crossing phone lines. Well, this crossing is, uh, this uh, is the uh, panty lines. Yeah, 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 the internet. You yeah, can't see yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, uh, nonetheless, though, he does win. Uh, he gets back to Buffalo. He wins his next two fights. Uh, Despite that whole dust up. <laughs> he loses. Then he, he loses to Rosenblum again. Ah, oh, God, he got fucking doinked in the eyes or whatever. But this time, and this time when he comes back to the station for the first time in his life, no one is there to meet him in Buffalo. Oh, boy. But, God. you know, after that... Then he's, he's in a buffalo he, stance. <laughs> then he beats Johnny Haystack. Uh oh. Yeah. And then he beats Rosenblum. Oh. You're shitting me. And he's still right. And then he still ends the year eight and two. Eight and two. Hey. Better but, than kicking the balls. So he's out celebrating at near the end of the year. He's out celebrating his is beating a Rosenblum, and he's attending a formal dance for Buffalo's art academies. And it's there. He's a, he's 24, 25, and there he sees. Elizabeth Pendergast. Oh. Love at first sight. He's 25. She's 19. Oh, perfect. Oh. <laughs> they fall in love immediately. Ejaculating. <laughs> now, her parents they fucking hate him. They do. She's supposed to go to fucking school and seminary and study piano and yeah, singing. Yeah, meet some big wasp, <laughs> yeah. jackass. Her dad is he. Her dad, uh, you know, the, the depression's hitting. Her dad, though, is the secretary uh, treasurer of the Seneca Washed Gravel Corporation. Hey. He's like, what is this? She's hanging around with this. Scott uh, What am I cleaning <laughs> rocks for? Why am I marking? Why am I doing rock paperwork? <laughs> send you to debutante cotillion so you can marry a pugilist? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. With his balls <laughs> hanging out? Yeah. And you say his father is a... A wall squatter? <laughs> and his trainer's a red car? <laughs> huh? <laughs> they call me old-fashioned. I'm just a pencil pushing to push rocks around. <laughs> no, I don't know much. I just know how to clean gravel. <laughs> but... I know one thing. If your arch nemesis is some deaf guy, you're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> He's deaf. How much trouble could he be? <laughs> so, but in 1930, his first fight in 1930 is for the unified New York uh, World Light Heavy title. New York World Light Heavyweight. Uh huh. So this is like this New York is, World. Hey. I guess, so this is the this is the title, right? This is the he gets his his third chance as a title. I believe this is. And he gets to fight a uh, buffalo boxer uh, named Lou Scoza. Lou Scoza. Oh, yeah. oh, was he an Italian fella? Yeah. And Scoza. <laughs> Bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Scoza's parents never wanted him to be a boxer either. 
Really? Uh, yeah, Scoza, he's growing up and he's like, I kind of want to be a boxer. He says, Dad, I want to be a boxer. His dad says, of what? <laughs> Oranges? <laughs> uh, You're going to brush dirt like me. I'm a dirt brusher. <laughs> now, some people wash rocks and some people sit by the wall. What we do in this family is we brush and comb sometimes dirt. And you're not going to do anything different. You're going to be just like your old man. The wrong kid died. <laughs> oh, God. I want to be a boxer. Shut up and comb that dirt good. You want to be a boxer with like a dog? February 10th, 1930. 11,000 people in Buffalo. Biggest fight in Buffalo history, according to Tim Graham at Buffalo News. The factions are drawn. Queensberry Club against Pr uh, Crescent Club. Irish First Ward against the Italian West Side. No. Red Car versus Burt Finch. <laughs> Skitsy Fitzgerald and Joe Hickey versus Doodoo Parisi and Joe Spiro. <laughs> Doodoo Parisi? All oh, these fucking Parisi. bastards. <laughs> I don't know why they call me that at all. No idea. Dude, you smell like Dude, shit. Dude, you smell like shit. <laughs> because they'd be like, hey, uh, say, Parisi, uh, you just after eating a whole bunch of shit. Uh, do, 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 I, uh, do, do, do I eat shit? Not at all. No. It's this guy's balls. No, no. no they smell like I shit. Swear. He's the one who's balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so bad I can hear it here. <laughs> Sounds like shit. God, this is so Doo-doo so Parisi? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, uh, it wasn't uh, a weird nickname back then. Back uh, then, that was a normal nickname. Hey, doo-doo, you know? come here. Yeah. And then you answer to it, yeah, sure, I'll be right <laughs> there. Hey, shit for brains. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, it might have been... Now, uh, by all accounts, Scoza trained well for the fight. He chopped down three to four trees every morning, and then he'd play basketball and pinochle afterwards. And pinochle. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Perfect. But... Keeps my mind sharp. <laughs> I got a pinochle. <laughs> but uh, Slats, Slats himself, he he largely, uh, his, his, his training was largely party-based. Oh, party-based uh, training regimen. Mm -hmm. uh, but his camp did say he was in the best shape of his life, but also he would hire a pilot to fly him from the Adirondacks to Buffalo so he could hang out with Elizabeth for the afternoon. Oh, thank God. So now, it wasn't a great fight. Most people say it was a pretty shit fight. Uh, well, it was doo-doo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 Slats had, well, was winning on points every 10 rounds. Skoza goes off. Slats was saved by the bell. He, you know, he's, he's knocked down, but he gets up uh, right after the bell. Zach Morris defense, yeah. Afterwards, uh, one ref, right back then, a ref would give points along with the judge. And so Ooh. one ref and uh, one judge give it to Slats. The other judge votes for a draw. And now Slats is the unified light heavyweight champion of the world. Dreams come true. He celebrates by running away with his 19-year-old girlfriend. Oh, fucking so hot. They're a meet, they're, they get married uh, just by, like, some random, some priest out in Western New York, uh, he puts his profession as boxer. She puts hers as lady. Aww, is that so, sweet? Yeah, I think that was a thing. Her profession was lady. Yeah, you mean the basic thing? Of the, no, not all life? women are ladies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know anything. But all ladies are women. I don't. Uh, well, it depends on how you identify. But yes. Yeah. Uh, with his uh, winnings, he buys a twenty-three thousand dollars home. It's about three hundred fifty thousand dollars today. Fucking nice. Well, I guess in. 
that area. All right. Yeah. Does it meet with your approval? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the story just, can continue. The housing market is so inflated. I just say, like, I, I, I don't know. Well, this is the depression now. 29 is yes. over. Don't forget. Yes. Oh, oh, this is, yeah. No, no, no. You're right. I, I take it all back. He's getting, he's getting in. Well, the getting's good. Four months later, Maxi Rosenblum uh, beats him and takes his title in a split decision. You're shitting me. Nope. That son of a bitch yeah. is back again. Slappy oh. Maxi. Oh, my God. <laughs> I swear to God. Slats held the title for 135 days. He would never get it back. According to most, according to a pair of busboys, Slattery what? stayed out the night before until 2.30 in the morning at the Palais Royale Dance Club on Main Street. The busboys pushed him into a cab. That was the night before the fight that he lost his You're shitting me. No. He's oh, drunk off his ass. And God. not hanging out with his wife. Hey, hey, and she was, she was, she was, she was. <laughs> wait, 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 what? He's hanging out with two bus boys? And well, hot, he wasn't nice hanging out with them. Well, I mean, it was probably the whole crew of bus boys, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, the, yeah. Probably they were all speedbaggers, <laughs> ballbaggers. <laughs> but, I mean, none but, left Yeah, in. but, no, you know. Fully emptied. Yeah, but you think a lady's going to do that? Is no, full, no, I mean. Well, fully empty your ball bag no, no, without no, speedbagging it? Nah, nah, barely, barely get it. <laughs> triple. Tickle. I mean. <laughs> I mean, she's a light. she kisses the daughters with that mouth, you know. February fourth of the next year, nineteen thirty-one, Elizabeth has the, his uh, son, Jim Jr. Oh, Jim, Jimmy, little baby slap. Uh, a year later, they would split up. <gasps> no, uh, she she uh, he was a carouser. She even caught him with another woman in their house. You're shitting me! Oh no. my god! Uh, and Jimmy would maybe see his son thirty times the rest of his life. Uh, he was not a good father. No. Uh, by then, less than a year after losing the title, he was running out of money. Uh-huh. Um, he uh, fought Rosenblum again in 31, lost. 5,000 people saw it. They booed the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it, it was just him, like, smacking yeah, him. Yeah, one guy slapping him. Yeah, guy just waddling around drunk. Smacking him and playing a whoopee cushion where he's going to fall down. And Throw fuck. banana peels in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> these, these are the two quotes from the, from the, the fight. Uh, from the pol- police. Co- oh, wait, uh, uh, this is from one of the papers. I don't remember which one. The patrons took the punishment for those who sat through. <laughs> <laughs> the worst despite, <laughs> despite the beating going on in the ring, the people that got it the worst were the people that paid to see. Regardless of any bloodshed on the canvas, the worst beaten were the onlookers. <laughs> All 5,000 of them. <laughs> for those who sat through the monotonous waltz, it would be a long time recovering from the horror of it all. Oh, my. The monotonous <laughs> Waltz? <laughs> yes. Shameful, humiliating, abortive. Three words that Choose can describe right. any, any modern fight between Slats and uh, what's his name? Maxie Jewish fella. Maxie Rosenblum. This was that was in Ebbets Field, and uh, the other paper wrote in Ebbets Field. Yeah. I they do most of their fighting in oh, baseball field, baseball stadiums. That's, uh, that's Chicago, right? No, it's no, uh, New Boston, York, but Boston, New York. New York. Chicago. Yeah, that's where the uh, the Giants. Listen, they're all the same. The thing. Giants played at Ebbets Field. The Dodgers played at the Polo Grounds. Do I have that right? Fuck, I hope I have that right. Anyway, uh, the Dodgers played at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> uh, Actually, they played at the Coliseum in Los Angeles before they had the uh, before they kicked all the Mexicans out of Chavez Ravine. Right. Oh, this is from the other paper. The 5,000 or so fans who journeyed to Ebbets Field would probably have gotten more thrills if they had gone instead to the Brooklyn Botanical Garden across the street. Oh, to watch the botanical gardens, to watch the fucking plants. <laughs> oh, cross pollinate. Oh, so fucking hot. Oh, Even God. if it's asexual. Oh, new species. 
A few days after this, <laughs> a few days after this fight, Slats is involved in another fight. He makes the news for this one. This one's a street fight. Uh oh. He slapped a woman, and then the man that sh- that was with that woman pinned Slats to the ground and beat him savagely, shouting, "If you wanted a fight, you should have fought in Brooklyn." Wow. Oh. Yeah. You know that hometown crowd. You know Brooklyn. And then shortly after that, his house was foreclosed on. He never oh. made a single pavement. <laughs> his wife and son moved in with her parents. Aww. Over the next uh, few years, he'd have six more fights. He would lo- lose to King Levitsky at the end of 31, a legendary uh, Jewish fighter. Not a, not a long career, but a great name. Uh, in 1932, he was arrested for drunk driving. Uh, after getting out of jail, he was immediately arrested for drunk driving again, driving oh. home from jail after he crashed into a parked car. <laughs> oh, 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 boy, that's oh, rich. They have one for the road, pal. <laughs> yeah. See you real soon. Ah, Slats, you got it. Uh, what, are they serving beer in jail? <laughs> I mean, might, who knows? Maybe he's still drunk. Uh, he wins. He gets somehow gets a fight after that. He wins. Then he loses his next fight. He gets knocked down three times without landing a single punch. Oh. In 33, he doesn't box at all. Uh, him and his y- younger brother Joe move in with their mother. Joe was an alcoholic, newly estranged from his wife and daughter. So they had that in common. Year after that, Joe walks out of their house while drunk, gets hit by a car, and dies. Oh, oh God. He was 28 years old. 28? Yeah. Fucking child, man. Yeah. God damn it. 1934. Now he's uh, he's 30 years old. He has three fights. He wins them, but he's done. Uh, he's age 29. He's 29 by the end of his third fight. His older brother that year dies of tuberculosis. His father so had died, sad. you know, years ago, uh, and uh, it was one of the tuberculosis. You know, you can catch it, and so mm-hmm. it's one of these things where, like, his 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 niece. Wouldn't it, would, would, she has this story about remembering her dad, like you know, coughing a lot on the porch, and she couldn't even go near him. She had to be like yeah. you know down the steps to hang out with him on the porch. By now, Jimmy's a mess. He's a total mess. Uh, Nineteen thirty-four. He's digging sewers for eighteen dollars a week. Mm. Thirty-four dollars. Three hundred forty-five dollars today. Uh, and then he got fired because uh, he broke his shovel. And the rumor is he broke his shovel by leaning on it too much. Oh. Uh. So, one day, Lazy. one day the foreman says, "Jimmy, can you go me give me a box of cigars?" And uh, Slats showed up the next day with no cigars. <laughs> Close. Tur- turns out, I can- <laughs> no cigar. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> I sure tried. <laughs> can I? Can I? No. I can't. Well, I don't know how my shorts got <laughs> split, Mister. <laughs> Nor do I know what happened to the contents of my ball bag. <laughs> but I know my dick's hanging out here, and whatever happens is the will of the Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry for the smell. <laughs> Plus, I farted. <laughs> uh, June 1935, uh, uh, he gets in a bar fight. It takes four cops to, to take him down. Uh, he was arrested because he threw a man through a window. Ah! <laughs> uh, the, the next month, 1935, he's involved in another car accident. Jesus. He was drunk, but apparently he didn't cause the accident. Uh, the driver who caused it fled away, leaving a woman with a spinal injury in his car. What kind oh. of injury? Spinal. <laughs> <laughs> like a vertebrae or something? <laughs> the, 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 the autumn... 
A few months later, in 1935, he's arrested after a brief car chase after he speeds through town. He couldn't pay the $20 fine. He's given leniency. By now, he's a transient. Oh, what? A shisha? But also, he, like, he, he, he wasn't... <laughs> He he wasn't the old, like uh, he wasn't the only boxer who was out of money. This is uh, I mean it's, Every, a, that, it's a common thing today. Now. And yeah. it is a very common thing. James Braddock was on welfare and then he came off of welfare, won the title and then later went back onto welfare. Yeah. Uh, uh McTeague and Shag, these guys who uh, uh who were uh, you know around the, they were in the insane asylums. You shitting me. Damn. Uh Berlinbach, this guy Berlinbach, he filed years the ago. This guy. He, no, that was yeah. He's driving a taxi. He once fought in, th in front of 60,000 people in Ebbets Field, and the gate was $500,000, about $7.3 million today. He was driving a taxi, and they said, well, what happened? And they said, Berlinbach said, well, the money just goes. Yeah. You get it? It just yeah. goes. Yeah. Yeah? Slats over his career made somewhere between four hundred dollars and $500,000. Uh, that's about, you know, it's, uh, what is it? I got to write it down. million? Uh, yeah, that's about seven point three million today. All right, or you know, somewhere you know, six to seven million today. Mm -hmm. Not a ton of money, but no. a ton of money. I mean, if you're comfortable living on uh, you sixty thousand, can't throw 000 it out the year, window. Yeah. yeah, you cannot throw it out the window. You cannot fire hire private flights. You cannot buy banana splits for children. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> you can. Not give it all to that guy in the wheelchair. You cannot buy coal for those cold people. I mean, you can if you take fucking uh, the you take five like you take a bunch. You well, know, no, I mean he was you he put was, some money he, away. He was living a minute at a yes. time. Yes, one like oh, yes. a minute at a time. Yeah, yes. man, fuck the old neighborhood. Live for yourself. Look out for number one. Nobody's your friend. No, I'm kidding. No, I didn't you, even know where that came from. No, you you got to be nice to people, but mm -hmm. you also you know, you can be nicer to people if you invest that money as well, mm -hmm. and then oh. you can be nicer longer mm -hmm. instead of blowing it all at once. It's not a nest or an egg; it's a nest egg. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's, and that's all right, that's you like all right, that shit. You like that? No. I said, "Oh Jesus Christ!" at first, so I wasn't. Well, because it doesn't really make sense, but it's, it's kind of nice. It's a lot of or an egg. <laughs> it was not making dollars. It's not making sense. Egg. It's not a nest or an egg. <laughs> and she, it's, it's age, age eighteen. <laughs> if it isn't age eighteen, <laughs> oh boy, my my, my old, old spunk receptacle. I'll be damned. Spunk receptacle. Yeah. Wow. 18 years old and not a gender in sight. <laughs> I can't wait to deposit something in you. Age 18, you ought to look a day over 14. I'm glad you're just as dumb as you are as an eight year old. You're just Death as child. dumb as you are full of cum. <laughs> Woo anyway, anyway, back to the historic boxing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this poor destitute fellow. Mm -hmm. 1938, he's, he's around 34, 33, 34. He's arrested in D.C. Mm. Uh, he doesn't have $5 to pay his bail. Ah. So they say $5 or five days. That was the rule at the time. Jeez. A female Jeez. reporter, she's, uh, she recognizes him. She says, Jimmy, this is the press. This is, she says, Jimmy, this is on the press. And she pays his fine. And oh. <clears throat> because of that, that story made the national news. The story was Slats, who once wore $185 suits, thanked the reporter and shuffled away, his head high and his pockets still empty. Huh. $185 suit. Uh, the Washington Post, uh, Shirley Povich, legendary uh, 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 sports writer and father of Maury Povich. Hey. You're shitting me. Shirley yeah, was good. the father? Mm-hmm. Shirley? Shirley Povich. 
surely Legendary sports writer. He wrote up uh, slats for his morning column that day. This is what he wrote. He said, it's the same old story, I guess. I don't know how to keep my money. I went up fast and came down quick. When they gave the decision to Maxi Rosenblum in 1930, that was the turning point for me. This is last time. I thought I won that one. It's my last good fight. I drifted into work relief jobs, and then they petered out. I'm at rock bottom now. A few weeks later, he beats up a cabbie over 80-cent fare. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he wasn't kidding. <laughs> I said I was at rock bottom. December of that year, he's arrested for a mugging. There's uh, a guy, uh, a guy sat next to him at a bar, a fan of his, a fan who was like a kid when he was coming up, you know, uh, and he cashes his work check, $65, and he, uh, next to Slats, and he buys Slats a beer, and then Slats follows him home and mugs him for the money. No, that is <laughs> fucked up. That's yeah. pretty bad. You know what? He got hit in the head a lot, man. <laughs> yeah. So you're a fan, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> Some crazy. <laughs> How big a fan? <laughs> Did you ever pay into my fights? Did you pay into that under the Queensboro Bridge shit? <laughs> I bet not, because nobody did. <laughs> say, that's a nice watch. Can I see it in this light? How about this light? Daylight, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 1939, he almost has a comeback. There's this crazy trainer named Doc Robb. I guess he's some legendary trainer. I don't ah, know. But he yes. sounds like a crazy guy. He takes Jimmy to the woods and he has him cutting down trees <laughs> yeah. and drinking pints of goat milk. Because uh, right yeah. at, at the goat point milk. <laughs> at that point back then everybody was like, Goat milk has everything you need to have a wonderful life. Goat yeah. milk's very good for you, actually. Right, but I they had It was the wonder tonic yes, of the day. Exactly. Uh it never materialized, but the publicity led him to job training. Plus he, it was Doc Robb's cum. <laughs> goat. <laughs> You could be the goat. Greatest of all time, pal. Just drink this milk. <laughs> Give me a minute, though. <laughs> uh, Let's go through a few toll booths. He gets publicity out of this. He gets some job training. But the publicity leads him to this amateur boxer turned reporter uh, named Sammy Brightus. Uh, and he writes a, a, a small bio of Slats. And he calls it the saga of Jimmy Slattery. And he moves to Buffalo, and he you know writes this thing, and he sells it, and he makes some money. And I can find uh, almost nothing about Sammy Brightus other than this. But it seems it sounds like a name that it sounds familiar, but it's not. But Sammy Brightus coins the phrase, "Jimmy Slattery was the greatest fighter that ever lived and the greatest liver that ever fought." Ah, oh. ah, oh. like that. Like when that, Aaron? The greatest liver, <laughs> liver that ever fought. The greatest fighter that ever lived. The greatest liver that ever fought. Uh -huh. Like he was great at living. No, I get it. No, uh, he uh, was a drunk. Yeah. Oh, you really meant it like the yes. liver? Yes. The greatest liver that ever fought. Is yeah. that really what he meant? Yeah. He yeah, wasn't you... saying like he lived it up. <laughs> well, maybe he was, but maybe. Well, maybe that's I mean, why it's, it's called the liver. Oh. oh. Hey, what? Whoa. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> Consult the internet. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a play on words, so yeah, it, it's, it, it's, might, it's, it, it might as well. That's what we call both. a, a triple-end tender. <laughs> it has a, a meanings on top of meetings. Yeah, this is also it. like the heyday of if you say something that sounds kind of smart, put it yeah, down on Yeah, nobody will get it. Yeah, and we don't. Shit. Uh, 1940s, uh, he gets tuberculosis. Uh, he moves to, uh, he, he kind of bums around town a little bit, then he moves to Arizona. There's this place in Arizona where it's like this miracle. It, they have an idea of how to treat it. No one's really sure what exactly. Tombstone! <laughs> it, I don't think it was. It, was it? Oh, I mean, uh, I, that's where Doc Holiday went. Yeah. Right, right. 
Because he, he had, had tuberculosis. Yeah. 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 No. I mean, no one's really sure. They just know I'm that it's contagious. I'm gonna go get better in a place called Tombstone. Well, they figure they figure like the, the dry air. The dry air. Yeah. Right? It won't spread. It won't. It will. It'll be better for your lungs. It. It. I mean, it's not a treatment, but in it is. Theory, be- it is better. I mean, so his brother died from it, and I think maybe his father. I can't remember, but he doesn't die. For, he goes down to Arizona. Doesn't die, even though he's still like this transient drunk. Um, he needs money, so uh, all, all all his old boxing foes starts a fan club. No, they they throw a dinner for him. They raise ten thousand dollars for him. Oh, they put it in a, they put it in a trust where it's like he can't you can't like, touch yeah, it. Yeah, you shithead, fucking yeah. idiot. He can't drop this off at the fucking uh, the ice cream fucking shop. You yeah. dumbass. But they raise ten thousand dollars for. Him. That's where Braddock says that when he hit me, that's the hardest hit I ever had. All of these guys come out and say, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy was a good guy. Jimmy was a good fighter. Yeah. He mobbed, he mugged a few people, but uh, I mean, I'll tell you something. This guy might be a totally derelict, possibly dangerous bum right now. (laughs) But (laughs) once upon a time, (laughs) tubercular mugger, he beat the living fuck out of me. And for that, it forever changed my brain. And that's why I'm donating upwards of $250 US. That's all I have. (laughs) And also, where am I? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This guy beat me so hard, I don't know why I'm giving him money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of it. <laughs> Looking back on now, <laughs> I feel like he was speaking sign language to me. <laughs> With his fist. <laughs> fist language. Every, now I, and now I think of, <laughs> I love you. Yeah. I think he was speaking his love language. The language was love. <laughs> so uh, eventually he does make his way back. to You know, he, his sister is still in Buffalo. He comes back to Buffalo. He sees her, and eventually he makes his way back to Buffalo. Uh, 19- he got over the tubercular. Com- he d- didn't kill him. Uh, Nineteen fifty. He has an interview with Buffalo Evening News, and they asked if he regretted losing all the money he made, and he said, "Nah, I can't say I ever did." What is it they say when you when you danced? You have to pay the fiddler. That old fiddler always had his hand out. I guess I did plenty of dancing. And then he also says, "You know, suppose I invested my money." I'll only have lost in the crash, wouldn't I? I had one hell of a good time. What the hell? One can't eat that stuff. But he also goes on to say that he... I'm so hungry. <laughs> he said, do I wish I was back in the ring? He said, I wish I never started fighting for a living. Wow. And there's a story where he's on the bus and another fighter gets on the bus and the fighter's going to get his uh, his uh, boxing card. And when Jimmy, he's talking to Jimmy and Jimmy says, don't do it. Get off now. Don't do it. And basically, Jimmy spends, uh, you know, spend, he's, he's a drunk. He becomes, you know, the town drunk. Oh. And he spends most of his time in this bar. And, uh, you know, this guy comes up, a friend, an old friend comes up to him. He says, Jimmy, why don't you come over and uh, have dinner? And Jimmy says, don't even tell me where you live. Once I have a few beers, I get belligerent. You come and visit me. He's, you know, he's kind of protecting himself from the trouble. You. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, there's, there's one Damn. guy, one oh. guy who, who works, brutal, works bro. at don't the bar. Don't tell me where, don't you, tell me where you, you live. Because I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I'm gonna, Your wife's going to be pregnant. <laughs> You're going to be beat the fuck out of. <laughs> Your son, his ball bag, <laughs> vacant. The fridge, full of my shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
There's uh, uh, w- w- there's one guy who says that you know, uh, like he worked at the bar, and when Jimmy would come in before he drank, he was very nice. You could have a conversation with him. As soon as he started drinking, you couldn't understand a word he was saying. For most experiences, everyone else who had to deal with him said like, maniac. Uh, in, wow. in in the, in 1950, Jimmy's son comes back. Uh, he's on shore leave from the Navy. He goes to visit his father. And and Slats is drunk, and, and his son goes, uh, hey, hey, Dad. And Jimmy goes, who the hell are you? And he goes, your son. And he says, I don't know you. And he swings at him. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, 1957, he's 53 years old. The, cop fi- the cops show up. They find a man with a bloody face just laying on the sidewalk. Jimmy was stumbling home one day. He just fell face first into a fire hydrant. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. It's made of solid iron, pal. Yeah. TKO. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know, officer. He's made for the rest of his life. He's, Came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how my pants got ripped either, but. He's a total, he's, he's a total mess. Uh, and uh, by the end of his life, he's living in a $10 a week uh, flop house. August oh. 29th, he, he passes out at the bar. His friends bring him. Uh, so I think some, some stories he bring him to the hospital. He gets out. Goes home. He's found dead August 30th, 1960, mm. in this flop house. Uh, he's, uh, I mean, he had tuberculosis, uh. lived until he's 56. Damn. Uh, and some people say that uh, his ghost uh, still haunts that uh, that area. That Buffalo, dirty old flop house. That, dirty, that, that bar he used to drink in in Buffalo. Really? Yeah. Uh, his career record, 111 wins, 13 losses. You saw balls? <laughs> 111 wins, 13 losses, 49 knockouts, Damn. four, four against. Damn. He was, uh, for uh, for about 16 years after he died, he had an unmarked grave, and then uh, the Friends of Buffalo and people who knew him, they put some money together to give him a gravestone. Hey, all right. And, uh, and I think about sometime in the 2000s, he was elected into the Boxing Hall of Fame. Really? really? Wow. Look at that. That's the, that's the, the that's Jimmy Slattery. That's pretty good stuff, That's man. A pretty ferocious uh, tale. That's uh, pretty brutal. Yeah, but a also, lot of living before you're 25. Well, I mean, that's a the thing. A lot of living. He was a good liver. He comes up at that age, and he's the toast of the town. Mm-hmm. And it's not a big town. It's not a big town, but it's you know at the time an important town. Big industrial, yeah, yeah. very important town. It but was, it was during the town's heyday. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, that was the, yeah every, it was never the same. Yeah. But, I mean, you know. You got to give it to him. He came up at the right time. But, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, it, it, you know, in, in some ways, I, if he wasn't such a shit at the end of his life, but in some ways, the, you know, I feel I do feel pity. You know, there's, it's almost like, I don't want to say he never had a chance, but his chance was boxing, and he never made the most of it, but he made his most of, of it. it. He made his most of you know, it. How much more of it was he going to make? Right. Well, also the thing is, just like, hey, oh, you dumb pig, you're a celebrity now. You fucking won yeah, some fights. Yeah, at that age. Yeah, and then you go and, like, and and and, and, now, and and what do you do with that? Right. And also, Party. Like, yeah. the sport of celebrity haven't really hadn't really been like navigated. Or I mean, I mean, Dempsey yet. was the guy. They already thought he was weak for not, not getting right. shit kicked in all the time. Right. Right. What? But a, what a pansy. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, people still have don't know of how course. to navigate celebrity, so you can't really fault him for that. It's um, it's probably it was more destructive to him and to many people than booze or drugs or or any yeah. sort of disease. So it's uh, 
can't fault him too much. Let me ask you something, Aaron, as uh, the guy that profiled uh, uh, Pete Maravich and, and yeah, stuff I mean like, it's very yeah, it, you're right. It, it, in 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 uh, in regard shades. to this, and, and both of you, uh, I, mean, I I would like to to <clears throat> ask, what do you think of the idea of somebody that is a athletic superstar that is saying, I have absolutely no interest in being a role model, like Charles Barkley. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Charles Barkley did He said, I'm that. not a role model. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, the thing is, Pete eventually did become, you know, uh, somewhat of a role model, or at least tried to become. Right, right. But, but, but what do you think about that thing, or would you just go like, I don't want to do it, and I'm not going to be it, because I never asked for that. All I did was play a sport well, and that's all I want. I get it. But do you think it's actually acceptable for the role... That you're going to play in society if you're successful. Listen, man, these athlete. people are not. These, I mean, politicians should be role models, and they're yeah, not. Fuck yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, right, 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 right. No, but what I'm saying is, if you're the person compared, what what do you think? If I'm who? If you if if you're the person that is, you know, I'm, I'm the athlete performing, at, you know, like in in some kind of you know uh, remarkable way, and you go like, this is a duty that's being placed on me. I didn't actually ask for it, but how much? You never ask for it. No, no you never you, ask for it. No. But are you supposed to accept it or not? Are you supposed to or am, or am I? What do you think? I don't think it's fair to place that burden on people. Right. Uh, but I think was... you should be a good person, right? But, uh, a, well, I mean, if somebody's role model should be their fucking dad or their mom. For sure. Not this stranger who's good at putting a ball in a fucking hole. Right. Right? Or beating the shit out of somebody. Yes. Right? So I don't think that's fair. I think everyone should aspire to be somebody that somebody else aspires to be like. Oh, right. Of course. No matter what you do, <clears throat> you'd be a fucking street sweeper. Uh, you could be the king or a lowly street sweeper. Mm -hmm. Sooner or later, you're going to meet the reaper. Right. But <laughs> I don't think it's fair to, I mean, especially people but that are, kids... especially like athletes, because athletes, I mean, a lot of pro athletes come from fucking, you know, like especially boxers, mm -hmm. come from the bottom of the barrel of the socioeconomic ladder, the right? Yeah. Chance, yeah. So I don't think it's fair to put, place that on them. But, uh, but also there is like, I mean, that is, a, that is so much a thing in the more poverty stricken a community is. Is that there is more idolatry of uh, superstars in you know music because well, they did it or so, or, you know, or, or or sports or anything else, right? But there is a lot of 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 uh, you know people that are like I am responsible and I am a person they listen to. Well, then and some of them will go back into those schools and be like, hey, listen, like chances are Learn you're not a, get, be a CPA. And, yeah, like fucking go to school and like yeah, get a good job. Yeah, and, but like, I mean also you know. The, these those systems benefit from the uh, the idolization of those uh, of those roles, mm -hmm. right? That that that's a big carrot to dang dangle in front of. I mean, the the head coach of Memphis basketball went into the fucking slums of Memphis and built basketball courts with the big Memphis what the fucking Tigers or whatever. Uh, John Calipari. Yeah, mm -hmm. Tiger built basketball courts with the Memphis logo on them. Mm -hmm. Why? Because well, he knew that. People would play there, yeah, and want to go to Memphis, right? Like, not. I mean, if you really cared, they fucking buy books, right? Right, and I think if, uh, if yeah, I mean, that was all, just, those all, were kids right, that all, helped his all, program. All, yes, all of that is corrupt. Let you know. Let's yeah. just let's just take that for granted. And if, and if they really wanted to make role models, they would they would uh, they would teach these players when they get into the league 
about money management and uh and fucking not having like entourages and shit and you know civics and shit so well, that, that's what they i mean that's what they're starting to do the nfl starting. has you know realized that you know, most of these guys only have a year or two like the average nfl career is mm-hmm. 3.2 years and it takes four to get your pension yeah so i mean the, the, and that average includes 25 year quarterback careers yeah so getting rid of those outliers of kickers and quarterbacks the real average length of an mm-hmm. nfl career is like a year and a half yeah this is this is a real a real reach of of something I'm I'm going to say but I I feel like it's something that gets put on athletes in like cuz a lot of times there is this like personal attachment to athletes sure. uh, that people absolutely. have yeah absolutely and it, always it to me is a little preposterous of course um but like uh I was I was doing a stand up show and I used to do this joke about how um uh, I was seeing this joke about how it's ridiculous. Um, why do why do uh, boners always have to be raging, or yes, like hard ons always have to be raging, and like why can't the emotion be nice mm-hmm. or something? I was like, what? Like I was like, I've never had a raging hard on. All of my all of my boners have been like inspirational <laughs> and and you know stuff like that. I was yeah. like, every every fucking hard on I've ever had was like written by Barack Obama. It's like. You know, this uplifting and wonderful thing. And this dude in fucking, like, somewhere up north that goes, <laughs> he fucking heckles. He goes out, and he goes, and it lets you down in the end. <laughs> oh, God. And I was like, I, but it was like, it was one of those things where it was like, first of all, kudos. That was great. That's good, good heckle. heckle. But, <laughs> but really also, heckle. like, that is so much of, like, white people that voted you know, uh, for Barack Obama one time to prove they weren't racist. Yes. And then they had this this um, kind of narrative that was like, he let me down. Yeah. And, and you go like, what is he, your friend? Yeah. <laughs> like, would, would, would any of these guys ever say like, oh man, you know, W and Trump really let me down? <laughs> like, there's none of that attachment. No, because the people that vote for Trump, they'll never say they let him down, even if the fuck his wife yeah, but it was like street. it was yeah. like this idea of I voted for a black person and like it challenged. I don't. I mean, it, listen, it, I don't it I mean, challenged me, so therefore I feel like. Do you think uh, that's I was I was vulnerable and the guy let me down because what? Yeah, there's because, never a reason. There's never a real nothing, reason. Nothing happened during oh, those he years. Kept I, I think yeah. I think I think people that vote for Democrats always say that their Democrat president lets lets them down. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So I don't. I mean. Yes, racist people say it all the time, but I don't think it's just a racist. I thing. no, but I do think in the specific instance of Obama, it was like the only reason we voted for a black person was the, the Republican, were not racist. The Republican Party had this like in two endless wars, the fucking economy. Well, and they had a the fucking econ- bimbo as a vice president. But also, I mean, the economy was in the shitter. Like, I mean, tailspin. Like, we might go to the Great Depression. Right. So we did and, not and vote voting for, just for he was a Republican black. was completely unthinkable. It, it was obvious McCain was going to lose. So they're like, now is my chance to prove I'm not racist. Yeah. Or, and they was, did it one time to be like, I'm, I'm going to hold this. I'm going to hold the actual only I'm viable hold this over everybody forever. Yeah. I know I'm like steering in this new political thing. No, no, no. But, but I, but see, I'm just I saying, see where you're going. But the thing is, is uh, this like it, it, personal it was, in a similar way? We. These athletes are taught to work their ass off at being the best at their sport. Yeah, and, and then we, we then we say, "Well, why aren't why aren't you a leader in your community?" Yeah, because yeah. well, like, and you're like, you oh. should have leaders in your community. Yeah, yeah. you should look up to them to community? be the best at I'm sport. I'm not from Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. I'm from Memphis. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what yeah. I know about my community? Yeah. You're all white. Yeah. 
And like, <laughs> like what, <laughs> what you should know about environmentalism is what I know about the backboard. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, yes. Because that's yes. all I've been trained to do. Charles Barkley is a role model of rebounding. Yeah. Not getting of head stars. <laughs> yeah. And $10,000 golf games. Yes. I mean, yeah, Tiger Woods is a role model of picking up Perkins Diner waitresses. Oh, oh God. <laughs> if you can make a Perkins Diner Great waitress bakery. famous... Hey. I mean, then hey. you are talented. Yeah. He's the Tiger Woods of making Perkins Diner Winters <laughs> famous. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Perkins. Good diner. Great. A little muffin. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Split it, put it on the grill. Ooh. A little butter on there. You got yourself a grill muffin. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's a Tiger Woods right there. I consider myself uh, the Perkins waitress of golf, to be honest. <laughs> I consider myself the golf of Perkins waitresses. I consider myself the uh, toll booth attendant of boxing. <laughs> you can blow right through me. <laughs> Matt, that was a super fun profile. That was Thank great. You guys were Sorry I got uh, a little out of hand at the round table no, at the how, end. That's how it goes. Also, uh, Barack Obama didn't let me down. No, he no. didn't. He didn't let anybody down. He was down. exactly who I thought he, he was. Did, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't let down Raytheon. He didn't let <laughs> no. down Wall Street. He let down uh, some, he, some, some missiles from drones. Yeah, he, he dropped them. Yeah, yeah he, he killed the wedding party. Shot I don't them down. Of, I don't uh, approve of that. I mean, yeah, it was just one of those He let like, down a few Yemeni brides. The, the econ- <laughs> yeah, not a good time. The economy recovered and, you know... It was no, it's it's a still funny, funny heckle. It it, it was it's it a was, great heckle. It was great heckle, but it was just one of those things where it was like, oh man, you take it personally. Yeah, I, this I, thing that I mean, has nothing to do with you. No, I really think a lot of middle-aged white men. Oh, absolutely. Feel that way. And they really feel it like intrin- like like seriously. No, they do, they and do. it's absurd. Absolutely, let, let, they do. Let them down. I mean, listen, I think it's a. A funny thing to you say. Let, I let my guard down. I mean, I went out there and, and there I did. I voted for a black man. I was disappointed. And what happened? He disappointed. He me. generally improved the economy. Yeah, it's like what the fuck did you fucking like? What did you? Because that's the thing. You well, have you, you could... had to be doing jumping jacks if like to get like he right. had to well, suck a your white dick. person's approval. Sure. You, what happened? He had the to economy should have shot out like a fucking bottle rocket. No, not even that. You just had to. You had to win the lottery. Well, well maybe yeah. maybe. Devil's advocate. Maybe he meant. Listen, man, I wanted a public option for healthcare. No, nope, and I nope. didn't want. Do you think nope. he meant that? Nope. I don't know where you did fucking stand up. No. And you know where it was up in fucking you know, Catholic country up there. <laughs> Catholic country. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Catholic California country. You're in Fresno, were you? Yeah, Fresno. Yeah, okay. Oh, it was Fresno. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> don't, well, don't dude, there you go. It. <laughs> listen, man, it's a funny heckle, dude. It, it is. is a very it's funny, a funny and no matter heckle. who it is, it's a funny he heckle. You down, and it's like, what are you? What is your friend? Hey. This is nobody. This is nobody else in politics. It, it, talk- honestly, that's such a better heckle than saying like some racist shit. Like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. But yeah, do not. Put- fucked your wife. But he he was really just offended that I said Barack Obama was uplifting and inspiring. I, I mean, yeah, I wasn't there, so I have to take your word for it. Yeah. Which oh. I will. Uh, well, and and will. Just don't let me oh, down. Oh, there you go. Aaron sides with the fucking bigot. <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> fucking he asshole. for Obama. <laughs> <laughs> How bigoted could he be? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that was wonderful, Matt. Thank you. Don't call me a big. Call me big sexual. <laughs> I'm going to call you big it. Uh, huh? Matt, I love that profile. <laughs> Thank that was you. Great. That was wonderful. It was a fun time. Uh, it was a nice time. I, uh, I, I, yeah, like that a lot. Hey, John. Hey. Happy birthday. 
Happy birthday, John. Thank you, guys. Oh, so your birthday. Everybody wish John a happy birthday on Instagram. <laughs> love you, boys. Um, I, uh, Aaron, I work with you all the time. I love you very much. I love you too, buddy. Matt, you work very hard on this show. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And all of you listening out there, I love you very much. My name is John Fahey. My name is Aaron Pita. Matt Brousseau. Good night, everybody. We love you. Starbanes Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.